I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I, I definitely cranked it to Gina Smart. I believe I have. <laughs> Welcome to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Troy, shockingly here. And joining me, as always, well, not joining me as always, but here, as always, Jason. Welcome, Jason. The NXT Rundown OG is right again. That's right. Oh, man. It has been a week, man. We came off uh, a really fun episode Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, where we where we did a little, uh, little rundown Jeopardy. And uh, it was nice to not have to focus on WWE's bullshit. And, uh, yeah, then we wound up having kind of a bad day last night into this morning uh with some news um but uh before we get into that uh because i know it's been such a long time since we've interacted with each other what you got going on man (laughs) um well uh as of tomorrow we officially start our fall baseball schedule so it's been nice seeing you guys for a couple months but uh we'll see how that goes but uh going to be another busy couple months so. fair enough fair enough so um now that you know things are are a little bit more open what is uh the next time that you are booked for some independent wrestling so i was actually supposed to go last saturday to apw um the day before um my wife and I both had like a sort of like I had like a sort of scratchy throat, a little congestion thing, like mm-hmm. um, stuff we usually get around this time of year as the temperatures in New England sort of go up and down and fluctuate from hot to cold, and uh, it plays havoc on us plus allergies and stuff. Um, so I reached out to the promoter and I said, "Listen, this is what's going on. Um, my wife is planning on getting a COVID test just to be sure, but we're both vaccinated. We're pretty sure it's just, you know, same thing we normally get this time of year, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want to show up at your show and put you in a spot where something, God forbid something happens and, you know, your show is now a spreader event. So I, I just (laughs) wanted to reach out to you and see what you want me to do. 
Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I, we'd love to have you, but out of, you know, just to be better safe than sorry, we'll just have you skip it. So uh, the next one, I believe, is September 18th. I'll be back with uh, APW okay. on Fight TV. So Perfect. Um, now you had you had recorded a bit of uh, of audio for a special, correct? Yes, and that special, much like some of our past episodes, is probably never going to see the light of day. It was oh. sort of a test balloon to see if we wanted to sort of pursue it, and I don't, I've never heard back that they were airing it, so I, I don't know if they just it didn't come off the way they wanted it to, or <clears throat> or what. So it was like a whole panel. Thing. It was actually That's a pretty cool idea. Um, so I don't know if it's something we'll revisit at some point, but sure, um, I liked it. But you know, I wasn't doing. I don't make the calls, so yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Um, so is there uh, like a certain? Uh, I I don't have fight TV. So is there a certain tier that you need to have in order to uh, to get some of the no, the events? Or so when you download the fight TV app or just the fight app now. I'm sorry, they they don't want us to say fight TV. Just the fight app. Mm-hmm. Um, there's stuff on there that is free, including one of our APW shows is free too because we're like. <laughs> Drug addicts will give you the first taste for free and you know, pay for the rest. Um, but then you can simply just uh, buy on demand. So it's like APW's running on September 18th. You just go on that day and you can order that show for then it's 12.99 uh, and just watch just that show. It's not a subscription based thing. It's really just a pay per event for what you want. So excellent. Yeah. So. Anybody that wants to check out myself calling the action, Adam doing some ring announcing, fight uh, the fight app and Atlantic Pro Wrestling. It's it's so difficult when you have something that has named something for so long and they suddenly try to drop it to not say <laughs> the second oh, part of that. And, uh, um, and of course, for those of you who are APW, AEW fans, uh, heavyweight champion of Atlantic Pro Wrestling, now AEW star George Ohl. So awesome. Awesome. So is uh, um, is he under that name for everything now? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, good to hear. Couldn't be happier for him too. Great guy. I'm, I'm really happy for all his success. So. And he appears to be part of the Hardy family now. Yes, he's sort of like the servant of Matt Hardy. Is sort of the gimmick they're doing. Like. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hey man, whatever. I mean, you know what? Fucking Batista was uh, the collection guy for Devon when he first started. Sometimes worse, he could be yeah. Shanky. At least oh, he got a gosh. better name. Shanky has a movie made about him, <laughs> and he's a jobber on Raw now. Yeah. Like Jesus Christ, dude. Oh man, I tell you. But hey, you know, limbs the brakes. I got no KFC stories because I just fucking stopped going to that place. So I'm just fucking done. <laughs> like, no more. Nice. Can't do it. Cannot do it. Um, how are things going up, uh, going up uh, there in Wisconsin? You know, uh, same old, same old. Um, we, we just How's got... your office? I know you were having a uh, little bit of an outbreak in the office, as it were. Oh, you know, um, we, have, uh, we have three people who, who have it. Um, and then we have most of our people in our back. So, uh, it's just really those three guys that are, that are out. So things are a little bit back to normal. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a guy yesterday um, drop one of the rolls on his finger. Oh. And those rolls are, oh, you know, only like 20,000 pounds. Uh, so he's lucky to still have a finger. I was going to say. Um, but it, 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 uh, he does have 18 stitches in him. Jeez. And uh, and it, it, the bone was crushed. So Ugh. yeah, it's uh, it's not it's it's exactly why we take the the precautions that we do uh, around our place because we do have a lot of very heavy items that uh, yeah. So we we have a place uh, the the place that I work at. Um, when you hear something like that, you're like, you know, you would think about it. But we actually don't require hard hats because. If one of those rolls would drop on your because they're a tool of the Democrats. Well, yeah, liberal no. pussies with their hard helmets. Yeah, no, it's it's literally um, if one of the rolls were to drop on your head, it wouldn't matter if you had a hard hat or not. You're dead. Okay. So they're just like you know what? You don't need to have you wear them because they're. They're not gonna protect you from this this stuff. Like, there you go. yeah, there's there's no hard hat that is rated enough to be able to take twenty thousand bonds to the dome. So, yeah, <laughs> we we have other we got you know safety glasses and stuff like that because there's like little particles and shit that'll fly. But yeah, and in general, it's like yeah, there's a reason why when I, I like I'm one of the office people. So uh, when but I do spend a lot of time on the floor, and when I go out there, I make sure that I steer clear. Of the giant, the four giant fucking overhead lifts that we have, you know, that can that are like two ton lifts. So, right. yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, it's uh, we we just purchased a um, a paddle boat today. Okay. Because uh, we have a we have a creek right right in our our town here. Um, if you're so... in the south, that would be a creek, but. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, for us, it is Blackwater Creek. And uh, yeah, there's. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna see about uh, taking that bad bitch out maybe this weekend, depending on how things are. But there's a uh, there's two little spots for the kids, and and me and the wife can paddle. So yeah, we're we're pretty excited about that. Um, otherwise, um, not much. Pretty much just business as usual. So so will will you and the wife be paddling doggy style? <laughs> That's for when the kids go to bed, sir. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Well, I know. We... See, the problem, the thing is, is I know what we're about to talk about, so I'm just trying to like, I know how much it's gonna suck, so I'm just trying to get a couple smiles before we go down this road. Agreed. Um, so yeah. So last night, um, and I'm not sure uh, how many people remember her. So um, I, but just to set this up, last night I was on Twitter randomly. And I believe the first tweet I saw was from Lufisto, um, basically saying, I'm legit terrified. Does anybody have know where she lives or has her number? Somebody has to get a hold of her. And that yep. was the first thing I heard about it. So then I started scrolling through and seeing other people talking about it. Um, and then <sighs> I saw the video. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are we are discussing um, former WCW ECW wrestler Daphne, um, and uh, Daphne uh, TNA as well. Oh yes, yeah, that's right. She was with TNA for a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, real name Shannon Spruill, S P R U I L L, I believe. Um, 
So she she took to uh, Instagram Live last night and uh, was was clearly having some issues. Um, now there, uh, don't seek it out. The video is out there, but don't seek it out. Um, now I uh, once once you had texted the rest of us, I actually did go on the Instagram Live and watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, to kind of summarize, um, she discussed. Um, that she thought that she could potentially have CTE um, from the uh, the concussions that she had in her career. Towards the um, end, she just kept saying, make sure my brain goes to Boston, right to Boston. Yeah. Is, of course, where they're doing the study, uh, CTE yeah. studies. Right. So um, she said they can now really only be diagnosed after you are dead. And, uh, you know, kind of discuss that a little bit more. Um she said, so I don't want to do anything to hurt my brain. I want to be studied. Um, and, of course, people were instantly kind of like, somebody needs to reach out to her. Somebody needs to find her. Now, um, a bunch there of... Were, bunch there of, were points in the video where you could see a pistol as well. So Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, obviously, if the alarms weren't set off by the words, you know, that yeah. sort of made it even more real, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so um, a, a lot of wrestlers and other people in the business uh, were trying to reach out to her. Uh, everything was going straight to voicemail. Um, so she clearly wasn't taking any phone calls. I, you I, know. Like many in the business, like a lot of people change their phone numbers over time. And it's like, oh, I worked yeah. with this person five years ago. Well, here's the number I have for them, but it's four numbers ago. And, yeah. you know, people move around a lot, too. Same thing. So... Yeah, and and so the other issue is that nobody knew where she lived. Right. Um, she apparently had actually just recently moved, uh, from what I had seen, like about a month ago. Uh, so when they finally did get a hold of local police officers and, and got them out there, the police went to their her last known address, and she didn't live there anymore. So uh, this was kind of going overnight on... Like, they were trying to track her down. They were trying to get in contact with her family. Her family didn't seem to actually know as well where she was living at the at the time. Um, but eventually, they did wind up tracking her down this morning, um, but it was too late. Uh, um, so. so part of the story, as it was relayed by somebody uh, to me, was that the when the police arrived where she actually was, there was some conflict amongst the landlord yes. and the family in terms of getting access and that had they been able to get access when they got there, there may have been a different outcome, which is really fucking crushing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 46 years old. Um, she did, in fact, take her own life. Um, it was um, first reported by... Um, Daphne Unger's mother. Uh, and then it was uh, some other ones as well. Um, Lexi Fight um, and uh, uh, Shimmer, which she still had a working relationship with. Mm. Um, they both uh, um, also posted out there that she had, you know, passed away. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's. And for those uh, who don't know, obviously, and, and you know. She's referenced the CTE, which was, I believe she suffered the original concussion at WCW. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then they fired her shortly after that. Because they were a piece um, of shit, yeah. Well, I mean, you can say that, but WWE did the same thing to Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Um, but then I think when she was at TNA, she was back wrestling. I think she suffered a serious back injury in TNA, uh, which she said led to a painkiller addiction for a while, too. So yeah. um, she had a lot of demons throughout her time, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I never had a chance to directly work with her. I know a lot of people who have. I know AG was had a lot of experience with her and was pretty broken up about the whole thing. Um, Chris uh, Sullivan over at Lucky Pro, who we've talked about before on, on the Rundown Network, um, was very close to her as well. So just a really fucking sad day um, for the business and for you know people I, I'm friends with, and that sucks. Um, just to pull a couple things offline... Uh, Mick Foley tweeting, I'm so very sorry to learn of Daphne's passing, a terrible loss for her family, friends, and wrestling. She was far ahead of her time in the business. If you're hurting and thinking of doing harm to yourself, please know that help is available. Uh, Tegan Knox, my thoughts and love are with Daphne's friends and family. She was such an amazing influence in the wrestling community, a true pioneer for us women. R.I.P. Daphne. Uh, CM Punk, don't feel much like tweeting about wrestling today. Remember, you're important. Ask for help. Mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. Take care of each other. Uh, Leo Ruff, uh, Leo Rush uh, was prompted to recall a failed suicide attempt of his own at one point. Um, Francine, my heart is heavy right now. I have no words. I will always love you. Shannon was like a sister to me, and I am beyond heartbroken. I wish I could have talked to her just one more time. I pray she finds the peace that she longed for. I love you, Chicky. R.I.P. Uh, Titus O'Neil commented, this one, this one hits because I guess in the modern era, this is probably the person that most sort of resembled, um, the, the path that Daphne blazed, which is uh, Shotzi Blackheart, uh, who tweeted, R.I.P. Daphne, thank you for being my spooky inspiration. I had the biggest crush on you. I will never forget meeting you and telling you how cool I thought you were and how sweet you were to me. I scream for Daphne. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandy Rhodes chiming in, Cedric Alexander, Paige uh, said, Daphne, you was an inspiration to many people. You was one of the women I looked up to in this business, ahead of your time, leader of the Misfits, and is loved by everyone that got the pleasure to meet you. R.I.P. Queen, uh, Biggie, so sorry to hear uh, to everyone who knew and loved Daphne Younger. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please don't be afraid to be a burden. Reach out for help. It saved my life. Uh, Crowbar, who was her, uh, she was his manager in uh, WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most enjoyable and fun times of my career was working with Shannon at my side. We had fun. Neither of us could believe the blessing that we were given, the opportunity to perform on the grand stage of WCW. Each and every moment was appreciated by us, and we tried to make that every moment fun. She truly lit up a room and brought smiles to everyone around her. These memories have and always will be cherished by and hold a special place in my heart. Rest in peace, God bless, and love you, my friend. Um, Shannon Moore, who was with her in WCW. I mean, I could read. I could spend, you know, two hours here reading all these things, and you know, you could definitely tell how loved she was. I try, I'm trying to focus on sort of the people who worked with her the most. Yeah. Um, the, the the good thing is is that um, everything that I've seen in terms of you know people talking about her on Twitter, 
have been posting pictures of her, posting pictures of them with her, um, and posting really good words. We haven't seen anything um, such as, you know, Aubrey Edwards posting a selfie and being like, rest in peace, Brody. So that's been good to see that we haven't had any people trying to uh, kind of, you know, get get some attention off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it sucks, and it brings another it's another person that we have to look at um, that has taken their life um, due to either you know injuries suffered in wrestling or you know different things like that. So um, obviously the Hannah Kimura. Uh, Ashley Massaro, um, you know, um, some of the uh, the Von Erich family members as well. You know, that's just kind of a history of it. So, so just just if I could segue for one second here, mm-hmm. um, and, and and to be fair, I don't entirely know. Um, obviously, nobody really knows 100% what was her motivation for her actions or what led her um, to make the decision she made, but. One thing I do hate seeing is you go on Twitter early in the morning yesterday, and I can tell, I can see multiple instances of you know people arguing over wrestling and it ending with "ha ha, you suck, go fucking kill yourself" or something like right. that. And then yep. by the end of the day, you see people going, "If you're if you're struggling with suicidal thoughts, don't be shut the fuck up." Yeah. Let's, how about how about we as a fucking society just start being fucking better? Being better to ourselves, being better to each other, before it's too fucking late to make a difference. The words you use have meaning. And you may not understand the meaning they have to someone else, or the depth, or the impact they carry to somebody else. And you won't realize it until it's too late to take them back. So be, just be a better fucking person. The, the social media online atmosphere has made it way too easy to be a complete fucking asshole because you think it's funny. It's mm-hmm. not funny. It affects people's mental status. It affects their lives. And it's not a fucking game. It's not a playground for you to, to hurt people. It's, it's become a toxic fucking cesspool and this is not the first life it's claimed, and it won't be the last. Right. And that's the real tragedy here. The tragedy is obviously that Daphne is, is no longer with us, but the tragedy is we're going to think about this for five minutes, and then these same assholes are going to go back online and tell people to fucking kill themselves because mm-hmm. they don't fucking get it. Right. It's, it takes way more energy to be a cunt to someone than it does to just be a nice person or leave them the fuck alone. How about we just try to be nicer to each other? Maybe that's where we start. Maybe yeah. we save the RIPs and the flowery messages online and just fucking learn from it and be better as people. So, for instance... Uh, that's a perfect segue. Uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, uh, who posted a few hours ago the suicide hotline prevention, uh, and then has proceeded to continue to comment on every single person's thing. I can't wait to see you in person. Let's talk in person, because he's trying to fight people. Like, yeah. Um, he also, of course, so... Um, uh, 
Sean Ross Sapp posted out there that WWE has contacted all of their talents and said, you know, if you if you need help, we continue to provide it, you know. Um, and Anderson decided to post no, on that. Fuck Sean Ross Sapp, too, by the way. Yes. Because <laughs> this is a guy who, I'm not going to call out the guy's Twitter account, but there is a guy online who has a little fun with the AEW stands on a regular basis. Sean Ross Sapp had him blocked, and he, he sent the direct message that Sean Ross Sapp unblocked him yep. to send him a message calling him an asshole, basically, for trolling yep. people online, and then blocked him again. Yep. So he unblocked him to troll him for trolling other people and then blocked him like a pussy again. Correct. So for that guy to go on fucking and talk about anybody else and how they conduct themselves online, he can go fuck himself, too. Yep. True. Um, but yeah, so guys, uh, at the end of the, I'm sorry, at the end of the fucking day, we're arguing over which wrestling show you like better. People online are sending fucking death threats to people's families because they make a joke about AEW or NXT or WWE. What the fuck is wrong with us? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just this. It's so fucking infuriating to watch. I I would never. I I made myself a promise a long time ago that I try to maintain. And sure, like anything else, and like any other person, I probably slip up from my goal at at any point. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm perfect by any stretch, but. My approach has always been I will never say anything to or about anybody online that I would not be willing to say to their face. Right. You think David Bixenspan is ever going to say anything about these guys that he talks yeah. about to their face? No. People have grown comfortable with the safety that being behind a screen and a keyboard gives them. Mm-hmm. And that has led to people feeling free to bully people because they can because they can get away with it and in some cases it's people who were bullied as kids and didn't have the method to do it themselves and rather than learn from what happened to them they've decided hey this is a good theory this is a good way for me to work out my frustration is to bully other people Mm -hmm. and sean ross sap is just as fucking bad as any of the people he criticizes Oh, the, the, because he is... does it as a professional, as somebody people like like some asshole on Twitter. Yeah, he says something shitty that his five followers might see it. Mm. Sean Ross Sapp, as somebody who's a professional journalist and has a following, to do that and attack an individual person specifically in front of your followers is, is the lowest form to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that he, to me and, is worse. And he's because, done it. He's and we done saw it, it with the Bellas. He's, we saw it with yeah. the Bellas too. What they did to 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 my wife. She they didn't like a joke she made. And instead of just being okay, they 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 intentionally turned their fucking army on her. Mm-hmm. Like there's a responsibility with having a high profile on social media. Yeah. There's a responsibility generally being a human being on social media, but especially when you have a lot of followers who, by the way, are oftentimes susceptible, very mentally susceptible to the things you say and do. And I wish people would understand that, and I wish people would take some responsibility for that. Yeah. 
But it's too easy to throw your hands up and say, hey, not my fault. I just yep. made a joke on social media. Well, yeah. somebody, somebody at some point made a joke on social media to Daphne, and here we are. So maybe next time we just stop it before we start it. Well, we talked about it with uh, with Hannah Kamara with the fact that yeah. it was a, a reality show, a scripted reality show that she was on that, that wound up being the, a, a bunch of vitriol and hate sent to her, so much so that they actually prosecuted a few people, mm-hmm. saying that you are the cause of this. Unfortunately, you know? we don't have the ability to do that here. I wish we did. Laws oh. being different in this country. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Simprasap posted out that, that, you know, W sent out a message to Talent Today knowing that they provide counseling services that if they are in need of help. Carl Anderson types up, they suck, bro. Just more of the, of the fed bad bullshit that he continues to push. The wrong fucking time to do that and to post that on, you know. But, of course... Um, he did delete that, and then he turned around and said, "I didn't delete. It, I just don't care." He's just he's just going down a whole fucking thing now. Um, but one of the the responses to that post that we did see was from one Jake Atlas, uh, and Atlas said, "I certainly don't want to make this about me, but this is important to speak up about. WB paid for six months of my therapy and quite literally saved my life. Not everything is what it seems. People who are truly suffering from mental illness learn how to hide it well. Reach out." That is that right there is like there you that's, go. That's the good I'm talking about right there. Yeah, that's the good. That's that's where you're like, for you can you can sit there and you can hate on WWE for the way that they book things. You can hate on it sometimes for some of the releases and things like that. But they they have done an incredibly good job of this of making sure that people you know are getting the help they need or at least providing it for them you know they've been paying for people's you know rehab in the past they paid for surgeries and things like that mm-hmm. now not every single person obviously Who was it that was yeah. having a, a important surgery and they like sent their private jet to pick them up so they could go to like the best specialist in the country or somebody it was a while ago but i remember the story i forget who it yeah was, i i don't remember it much but yeah it's one of those things where they don't you don't hear as much about that because they're not going to turn around. Well, you, well that that too, but also they're not posting it publicly because it's that's not what they're doing it for. They're doing right. it to help people, you know. Right. But they're they're not sitting, you know, and like and that's kind of the the issue that you see with some of these other things is like when you when you hear like every time a company does something good, you're like, "All right, well, you're just trying to get good PR. I know what you're doing over that. But the fact that it was a dirt sheet writer that said that WB tweeted this out, or not tweeted it out, but posted this out to a bunch of the rest of this, tells you that, like, yeah, they didn't publicly put out a thing and be like, we as a company, you know, it wasn't a press release or anything like that. It was literally like, they had Johnny Ace text everybody, hey, by the way, if you need help, we're here for you, you know? And that's the thing that you want to see. That's that's where you, you can see that the company, like, does actually care about things, right. you know? And yes, you know, releases, you know, they're they're terrible and they suck. But also, like, you know, we've talked about a lot of those people that they released during the pandemic, they got jobs right away. And the ones that didn't aren't are still not wrestling. And it's like, you know, there's I don't think that the, that we saw an incredible amount of those people that, that got released during the pandemic turn around and you know, like have to, you know, have to like scrape to get by and things like that. Like they all land on their feet because they're all they're all really talented and they got, you know, they they have the name recognition stuff like that. If they well, wanted to keep wrestling, they kept who, doing. You do have a few who thought they would land on their feet and then realized they weren't as big a deal as they thought they were, 
And then yeah. tried to say, oh, I'd be happy to go back to WWE at some point. It's like, well, maybe you should you know, not shit on them on your way yeah. out the door. Yeah, well, that's kind of the issue. Um, so, so yeah, needless to say, um, you know, we we obviously are big mental health advocates here because a lot, a lot of the rundown hosts deal with their own kind of mental health issues as well. Um, so of course, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take a look at something like this and and we're gonna take it seriously. You know, we're gonna we're we're going to know that like some of us here are a bad day away from being in that same position, you know? So, you know, we, we do this show, or at least I know me personally, I do this show because it's something that I enjoy, enjoy doing, you know, and it does, it makes me kind of forget about some of the other things that are going on and, you know, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, like I said, I mean, there, people are, are, here to listen to you and and you know there's a lot of different uh you know uh, suicide prevention hotlines are out there um different apps and things like that um you can get you know the the ability to get mental health care is a lot easier than it was in the past um i know that there is still uh, it is still kind of a premium for some people um uh, for sure um but yeah there is there there are other options out there yeah, I think the the bottom line is that there's always an ear willing to listen if you need to talk. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I, and I think in Daphne's case, the worst place to go when you need to have that conversation is any form of social media. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, so. yeah. Well, and um, with with a case like like hers, it was it was clear the decision was already made. You know, um, and she had she had kind of blocked everybody off from being able to come and help her, you know, um, and it was going to take so, take police forcing their way in or family forcing their way in in order to stop her. And that's sad. But that's how how it gets for some people. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of we don't know about the brain and we continue to learn more things about CTE and concussions and things like that. And it's it's truly crazy how fragile your brain actually is where a concussion can completely change the chemistry in your brain to you know to cause you to, to go through depression to cause you to go you know have suicidal thoughts and things like that mm-hmm. um so yeah again we hope that uh you know that everyone can get the help that they that they need um and uh part of that is is you know taking it upon yourself to to ask for help when you need it so and that is the, sometimes the hardest thing that you can do um what uh the service that we offer here though is we want to try to take your mind off of some of the bad things going on in the world because there's a ton um to provide you with a little entertainment and that's what we're going to try to do here tonight um so there is not an easy way to transition from that conversation into uh nxt yeah. um i will say kind of piggybacking off it a little bit and, and and doing kind of a natural transition to it is um all of the conversation and talk that we continue to have about the new nxt um now i have i have gone on record before and saying that i am not somebody who puts a lot of emphasis on like reviews or 
um, like uh, when like new movies come on stuff like that. Like you get a, get a bunch of reviews come out stuff like that. I don't put a ton of weight behind it because I'm going to make my own decision on things. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now the issue that we that we are seeing is that everybody is already setting themselves up to hate the rebrand. Right. You have. First of all, you've got wild speculation because we literally the only thing that we have is a logo and possibly a song that may be the theme song or maybe it's just a song that they're using to kind of pump it up, you know? It's, it's funny. Everything we've got. Yeah, it's funny because to that end, uh, on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, mm-hmm. uh, our favorite uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledumer, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, had a discussion about NXT's rebranding mm-hmm. uh, where. The fu- that went sort of like this, with Alvarez saying the veterans are there to help the new guys learn, to which Meltzer responded, and then probably getting phased out. I've heard names on the chopping block. You don't know until it happens, but I've definitely heard names. A lot of the guys who've been there for a long time, those are the names that have been talked about. Twelve ninety nine. Give me the fucking names. Well, You're so- an insider. You know this is this is that same bullshit by which fucking psychics get away with shit. Hey, yeah. is somebody in the room? Does somebody in the room have a grand a relative whose name started with an mm-hmm. S R or a of H? I'm seeing an H. Yeah. Anybody have an H? like? Oh, yeah. One of the most popular fucking letters in the alphabet for a first name, not H. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But the, but that's how they do this yep. shit, and that's what Meltzer does. Oh, I've heard there are going to be names. So odds are, at some point, people will be released again from NXT. So yep. at which point he could go see? This is what I said four yep, months ago. And that's this is the issue. Is like first of all, those those two idiots have shown they have zero insiders in WWE at this point. Not since Jim Ross stopped working there. Because nothing that they report comes to fruition, and anything that they do, quote unquote, report is usually like the Us watching re- Ron being able to sort of extrapolate what's going to happen. Yes. Oh, they're they're building towards a Rey Mysterio thing. You? Oh, you really? Because they had a, a fucking interaction between Rey Mysterio and, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. That's your insider information. Of co- yeah, of course they're working on that because we saw the first act of it. Yeah, that's the problem. And it's like, so we got, oh. Triple H. Well, first of all, we we had those two idiots saying, claiming that Triple H was was removed from power. Uh, then we had Nick Khan, the actual person who could remove him, being like Triple H is still in the exact same position he was in. Yeah. And I was, I was in, oh, well, no, also, no, 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 can no, no. we just point out because this is something that I it sort of infuriated me when it happened. This whole thing started because Nick Khan did an interview. Uh-huh. Um, and everyone went on and said, well, Nick Khan said they're not going to recruit guys from the indies anymore. They're only going to do blah, blah. But if you listen to the actual mm-hmm. interview, and here is where getting your information firsthand versus secondhand makes a huge fucking difference. Yeah. What Nick Khan said is, we've done scouting the indies. What we want to do now is expand that search and look outside of that area. Mm-hmm. For That doesn't mean they're not going to continue to sign wrestlers from the indies. That right. means they're not going to exclusively sign wrestlers from the indies. They're also not exclusively going to sign people who've never been wrestlers before. But that's what everyone seems to think. That newest class in the Performance Center, how many of those guys were wrestlers out of those, like, five or six people who were signed? Uh, Two of the five. Okay. So, (laughs) 40% out of five. That's a pretty decent 
ratio still. Right. They signed Sefa Fatu, who is uh, uh, the brother of the Usos, who is who has been in well on cage matches says nineteen matches. That sounds like an independent wrestler to me. Right. <laughs> uh, then uh, Bull Buchanan's kid, uh, who I know has done a little bit of work. And then the other three were one of them was Gable Stevenson's brother, and then one was a CrossFit chick, and another one was. It's like, oh, you so you mean exactly what they've been doing this entire time? This is what they've been doing. They 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 sign two or three independent workers and three or four athletes because right. they because it's because they think that it's easier to train somebody from scratch, and hey. they have they yes. Do you want to do me a favor and just remind me how many indie matches Cody Rhodes had when he signed to WWE? That would be zero. Oh, okay. How many indie matches did uh, Bianca Belair have when she signed to WCW? A zero. WWE. Um, hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah. How many uh, indie matches did Brock Lesnar have when he signed with WWE? That would be zero. Kurt Angle? Zero. Hmm. Bobby awesome. Lashley? They all seem to go on to a pretty good degree of success and both yeah. WWE and other ventures. It's it's weird that that's it's a thing because you know. Yeah. But this is and, and this is another case where this happens, and then because he can't help himself because he is a giant mark and mm-hmm. don't get me wrong I don't necessarily mean that as an insult but in this case it's definitely uh, applicable. Tony Khan has to go out there and comment about it. And he has yep. to talk about how, well, we do it differently, and we can't expect an artist to all paint if they're trained the same way, and whatever the fuck he said, but just taking a shot at it. And it's like, you've been in the wrestling business ten fucking minutes. Yeah. Maybe maybe the company that's been around for five decades, six decades, whatever the fuck it is, doesn't need you to tell them how to run their business. Because, by the way, I... they're still making more money than you, and they're still drawing more ratings than you, so whatever they're doing is still working. So maybe, and, and I, oh, god damn it, I hate to go down this road again. <laughs> but once, you know me, once I get rolling, I get rolling. Um, I had a conversation with someone today, and it was based on the uh, the ratings dropping um, again this week for Dynamite, um, which led to the comment, well, you know, fucking CM Punk is clearly not really a, a needle mover, because <laughs> they're right back to where they were before he got there. Yeah. Um, to which I said, the problem isn't that they're, their ratings are dropping to one, you know, point zero five million viewers, whatever it was. Because for a startup wrestling company, that's huge. Those are great numbers. For year what? Year three? They're just starting year three, something like that, or about to start year three. Yeah. Those are fantastic numbers for that for that genre and in, in television. Better than anybody not named WWE has ever done in their first three years. The problem is not that. The problem is that rather than saying we're the alternative, we're going to focus on just wrestling and we're going to bring in the fans that want just wrestling. We're going to give them that outlet. We're not going to be sports entertainment. We're going to be this. We're not going to be those other guys. This is what we're going to do. Instead of just doing that and carving out that niche and growing in that inside that sphere, they went immediately to, well, we're going to do, we're going to beat WWE someday. We're beating them in the ratings. We're doing this. We're do- mm-hmm. They set themselves up for these comparisons that they can't possibly live up to. It's just it's and and people keep keep getting into it. it it's ridiculous. Sorry, good. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Um, yeah, the 
the the back part of that is like okay so your you your comments about the fact that like oh there's there there's they're they're doing the it's like but what are, what are you doing that's different one you're grabbing a bunch of XWE people so you've already got them trained up for you there two how many matches did Julia Hart Jade Cargill Anthony Agogo how many matches did they have on the indies before you brought them into AEW the answer is zero yeah you did the same you're doing the same thing right. so pot here's the fucking kettle like the, this whole idea of like oh that you know we're an we're we're not WWE we're alternative to them like no you're you're literally yes you're an alternative WWE but you're the exact same thing like your, your presentation is a little different and that's fine and you're appealing yeah. to a different group and that's fine too and I like I said I, I've talked about when we talk about the fans like I never have a problem with a fan that says listen I just happen to like AEW because I enjoy their their roster better. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big Kenny Omega guy. I love the Young Bucks. Like, I have no problem with those guys. But there's such a huge segment out there that can't like AEW without needing, viscerally needing, to tear down WWE. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand that. I really don't. So the the other thing too is we, you know, they they keep they keep harping on this 18 to 35 age range as being like something important because it's what used to be important do you happen to know the average age of the a of an aw viewer is uh, what is that Troy? it's 47 hmm. now the average age of a, of a wwe viewer is 52 so yes you see you skew a little bit younger but the average is outside of that range, which means when you keep talking about the demo god and keep talking about the demo, you're excluding the majority of your viewers. Not even just like a small section of it, the majority of them. Mm. Like, I do not fit in 18 to 35. I watch AW every week. Every I, week? Well,. I do now. I do now, actually. Okay. I do now. Yeah. Okay. I I didn't for a while because I resisted it. Now I watch it every week. I don't hate watch it. Um, no, I don't. And that's the thing. Like I don't either. No. I think a lot of people get the impression from listening to us sometimes that we hate AEW, and that's not. That's oh. the furthest thing from the truth. Oh. I I like that there's another comp- like another company. I wish that company did more to differentiate themselves from the WWE sometimes. Right. But I like that there's an alternative. If I if I hey shit this, more often than not, I'm gonna tell you I enjoyed watching AEW more than I enjoyed watching Raw. Yeah. More often yeah, than even, not. Even even the the worst episodes of Dynamite have been more watchable than your average Raw. Honestly. One hundred percent. But the, the, here's that the doesn't thing. mean you can't be critical of them. And that's sort of my thing is just hold them to the same expectations right. and standards that you hold WWE to. Right. But see, the the way I look at it is if I'm if I'm watching AEW or I'm watching WWE, I'm watching two products that are largely similar, just a little with just little differences. Just like the, the WCW and WWE days. Like they were both AEW is sports entertainment. As much as they don't want to admit it, it's sports entertainment. If I want to watch pure wrestling, I'll go watch Stardom. Or Ring of Honor. Or Ring of Honor, because those companies are actually just 
pure wrestling, very little of the theatrics, very little of outside interference. It's here's this match. Okay, the match is over. Here's the next match. Okay, that match is over. It's literally just like match, 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 match. Sometimes you'll get an in-ring fucking, you know, promo. Oh, you get an in-ring fucking? Yes. Um, You'll eventually, you'll every once in a while get a promo in-ring, but generally not. But that's the thing. That's independent wrestling is that same way. You're not doing skits, you know? When AEW is sitting there and having... Idiots shoot fucking hoops in the back. That's sports entertainment. Okay? You can't tell me anything differently than that, because that is a skit. Independent wrestling is just wrestling because they can't afford to do those things. When the referee is shucking and jiving with the fucking competitors in the ring. Yeah. 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 So, again, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. The only thing that's wrong with it is the fact that you're... Is that... They they claim they're not insulting their their audience, but then they tell their audience that we're not like WWE. But you are, so stop fucking hiding it. You know, right. just just be like we're an alternative to WWE. If you if you hate them, come over here and see if you like us. That's all you got to do. I, the fact that it's constantly like the other thing too is stop being that. Stop stop saying that you're an alternative to WWE. Stop mentioning WWE because people because. Yes, I understand that you're like rabid fans, they eat that shit up. But a lot of your casual fans are annoyed. You know? I, I get annoyed by it because not I don't get yeah. angry but I get annoyed by it because it's lame to me. It's just like, ugh, all right, let's go, you know. I just and it like the need amount of adults fighting over I like this I like watching this show, so I have to make your <laughs> show less like I have to tear down your show because I like this show. It's like grow the fuck up. Like, we're on this network, we'll call out AEW when they do something we think is stupid. We'll call out W... How often do we call out WWE for something that they did that's fucking stupid? I would say multiple times a week. So, we're not playing favorites here. If somebody does something shitty or stupid or something that we think is beneath what they should be doing, we will call them out regardless of what the letters in the company name are. Right. Exactly. We do the same thing for Impact. We do the same thing for... Spoiler alert, I'm going to call out some dumb shit on NXT later. And I love <laughs> NXT. Look, yes. Well, I sure. loved NXT before they got a colorful logo. Now I can't stand the shit. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing is, is we are equal opportunity haters. Like, we don't... We don't but we hold everything to the same standard, you know? But it's wrestling. What, we keep it in that perspective. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing. is like, you, we're fighting over... Like, you people are fighting over something that had a kiss-my-ass club, and you're you're fighting over a company that has a zombie as one of their their female competitors, and a, and a dinosaur. And a jungle boy that rides on, on said guy's back. Like that's what we're arguing about here. You're, we're arguing about a fucking kid show. Let's be honest, huh. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, you know, people sitting there and like thumping, thumping their chest for WWE. It's like WWE just had a Kurosawa in a dog costume. Yep. Okay. I'm not yep. going to. I'm it not going to sit there and, and yeah, I'm not going to sit there and spout out death threats because somebody says that's stupid because it is. <laughs> exactly. Because because he's in How a dog much? costume. How much of your time, not you specifically, Troy, just mm. the one who's, who's partaken in these 
Yeah. How much of your time have you spent arguing with other air quotes here adults about simulated res- simulated fighting? I know. It's ridiculous. And uh, but people don't do this. But like you don't ever see like well, oh god, what were two things that were very similar? You you never saw a fucking you know, I really like fucking I like ER. Well, I like Grey's Anatomy. Well, my yeah. show's better than your show. And they're similar shows. You can like them both. That's okay. It doesn't have to be a fucking argument. Yeah. The honestly the only the only comparison that I can think of 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 people arguing over something is like sports. Is, you know, people who people who are fans of the Red Sox are going to argue with people who are fans of the Yankees, you know? Sure. Um, and things like that. And as we have seen before, people get into fist fights at games. <laughs> you know? Like, and it's like, it's like, you people are like, like there was, wasn't there like a stabbing at one of the fucking Yankee games? It's like, you guys are trying to kill each other over guys throwing a little white ball at each other. Like, chill the fuck out. <laughs> you know? It's not that big of a deal. And, and like wrestling and, and is the same notice, thing. If you these guys all like are best friends after the game's over. They're hugging each other and right. going out to dinner together. Like they don't give a shit, and they're in it. Right. <laughs> like, and, and the thing is, is none of you give a shit about the players for the most part. Right. It's the fucking name on their jersey. Because once right. they leave, you don't give a shit about them. You boo them. Yeah. I think I think my my biggest issue with the the wrestling fans right now is just the hypocrisy. That, that is running rampant in it. When when they sit there and they'll they'll say like NXT sucks, NXT's dying and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, now we're gonna make some changes. It's like, oh we're fucking ruining NXT. It's like and You hated it. And those were <laughs> the same people that would tell you NXT was their favorite thing to watch before AEW came. Yeah, exactly. And this is that's the issue, which is like there's no consistency on it where it's like like, it's the same people that are sitting there being like, I can't believe they, they fired fucking Bray Wyatt. It's like, you hated him. You assholes voted in the fucking Wrestling Observer that he was the worst gimmick. Right. Like, and all of a sudden now it's like, oh, it's a travesty. Like, you're thumping your... It's like, you didn't give a shit. You know? Yeah. That's a problem. Anyways. I think it's about time. Yeah, I think we can get enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It oh, is, by the way, Troy, uh, fed bad. Yes, fed bad. Uh, it is NXT from August 31st. And uh, this is the the first tape show, right? Of the three weeks that they, that they taped? Second week of the tapes. Second week, second um, week, good. I would just like to point out that yes. uh, my team, the Red Sox, uh, they won yesterday. And they won today. And if they win tomorrow, that's what we call a winning streak. <gasps> and I think that's the first time they've won two games in a row in the month of August. So I'm happy. <laughs> you know, I, um, I, I, I guess I'm a part-time Red Sox fan, um, mostly because of you guys. But I, I do enjoy following them a bit. Um, my Brewers, on the other hand, have been phenomenal so yeah. I, I i don't feel like see like i i could sit there and, and mess with john and talk about the fact that the cubs lost 12 straight uh but i'm not gonna the do cubs that also <laughs> traded after the team. exactly yeah i did enjoy the how, red sox uh, by the way are missing half their team because they have the lowest vaccination rate amongst all mlb teams that'll happen in boston um 
Actually, uh, no, Bob, we're one. Of, we have seventy percent of our state is vaccinated. We're one of the highest vaccination rates in the country mm-hmm. in our state. So it's it's yeah. the anomaly, actually. Yeah. Um, I I of course enjoy the fact that uh, Chris Bryant, who's been a, a thorn in in my Brewers side for a long time, gets traded away from the Cubs, and then he has to come in as a, a giant and play the Brewers again and get fucking smoked. And even he said, he's like, I thought I was done with this shit, man. <laughs> like, I thought I was done facing these good pitchers. What the hell? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, week two. We've got one more uh, episode of the uh, the taped shows next week, and then the following week is the rebrand. And the wedding. Uh, and the wedding, yes, which we'll get into. And we start this episode off with Mandy. Titties! Uh, <laughs> she is in gear, and she is flanked by Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. The Rosebush. That's right. Uh, Jane is very bouncy, which I approve of. So is Gigi's ace. Yeah. Wade bangs his, bangs his gavel under the announce table as Mandy shakes her ass. Beth calls out Wade for simping on Mandy, <laughs> which... I mean, really. Was, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him at all. Uh, vaguely racist music hits, and Saray arrives. Saray <laughs> <sighs> so Ky- Kyrie sends her way to the ring, and Mandy waves off the handshake, and since it's the PC, we get dueling chance. These felt very forced this week. Oh, brother, you know, you know my disdain for dueling chance. Every fucking match had dueling chance. Yeah, I don't mind them when they're generic. They felt very forced this week. I don't mind them when it's two people who are over. Yeah. But we had the entire... We'll get to it. But we had the entire L.A. Knight match have them screaming, oh, You sorry. suck at L.A. Knight. Sorry, La Knight. Uh, the entire time. Uh, then all of a sudden we had dueling chance for La Knight. And I'm like, you spent the entire match hating him. What? Why are you doing this now? Right. Like, I feel like, you know, like uh, in those like film before live studio audience where they put the little applause sign up. I've, I feel like there's a dueling chance fucking sign that keeps going up on it. I also felt like we had an insane amount of pumped in crowd noise on this episode, too, that didn't seem to match what the crowd was actually doing. We'll talk about that in at least one particular instance later. But um, it's it's the issue with a taped show is that I they imagine, have the. Yeah, I imagine those dueling chants might have been piped in as well. So. I almost, I almost guarantee it, and this is the problem when you do tape shows, is they have time to fuck with it. Right. They have time to look and they'd be like, ah, you know, it could That's be a little That's not the reaction we wanted, so... Yeah. That's the one thing about the pandemic, is that Vince was taught that he doesn't actually need to have the audience give the reaction he wants. He can create yeah. it. Well, and it's also, as much as they claim it's not, AEW pipes in crowd noise, too. Yeah, uh, I think no. my favorite one in recent memory was the was like the return of Goldberg, because mm-hmm. as soon as anyone on the show mentioned Goldberg, MVP Bobby Lashley, a thunderous booze. Yeah. And then as soon as his music hits, the Goldberg chant gets going, but nobody in the audience seemed to actually be saying it. It was very weird. I am I am positive now that his entrance music actually contains that chant. It probably does actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't I haven't gone back to look and see if it happens if it starts at the exact same time every time, but Probably. I'm sure it does. Uh, they fucking tie that shit up and Mandy slaps that bitch. Mandy elbows Saray in the head, then drops her to the mat and rubs her nose in it. Mandy does a push up on Saray's back, 
<laughs> she rubber nose in it. I'm just saying, that's yeah, the worst things that could happen. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. Uh, Sarai finally slaps her. They then do an awkward roll uh, through, and then in, and it goes into a drop kick. Sarai puts Mandy in a dragon sleeper, and then turns it into a fisherman's for two. Sarai goes up top and completely whips on a crossbody. I don't know why she even jumped. Because Mandy was nowhere in fucking... <laughs> it was such a low... She didn't get any elevation off the ropes, either. It was no. sort of like that low Japanese crossbody that they throw a lot, actually, over there. Um, mm-hmm. But Mandy was expecting the high cross, and she hit her, like, right around pelvis height, and it was very yeah. awkward. Mandy mounts to Ray, and Jason comes. Uh, Wade says this is what he likes about Mandy. Her mounting women? Because me, too. <laughs> Mandy puts the boots to Saray and then a suplex into a cover for two. Saray gets out of a chin lock and eats a sack of shit slam, and Mandy kips up. Saray locks in a scorpion lock, but Saray then just lets go. Uh, Dick claims that Mandy stuck a finger in Saray, but uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I think he was a little more specific than you were, but that's okay. You know. <laughs> I, I I just type what I hear. Uh, Saray hits some elbows and then asks to get hit by Mandy. Sure. Saray hits a drop I mean, kick. Some people and... would pay extra for that. That's true. Yep. Saray hits a drop kick and then Mandy nicely moves herself into position so that Saray can hit the sunray drop kick to decapitate her. Okay. Mandy took this, and I think I would never thought I would say this, but Mandy took this move better than almost anybody in NXT so far. <laughs> she did. <laughs> She got her head back, she got her hand up a little bit, and she arched her back over the rope so that the, when the kick came in, it was like, and then she sold it. Mm-hmm. That was about as good as I've seen anybody take this move in NXT so far safely. As, and as someone who has watched a ton of Japanese wrestling, that's how you're supposed to take this move. And that's been kind of the issue so far, is that even the people who have worked in Japan haven't seemed to have been able to take right. this move very well. Like, Gigi Dolan should be able to take this move, <laughs> and she got fucking killed. Um, so Mandy drops out of the ring, and uh, JC Jane runs and grabs a towel and puts it over Mandy's face, because apparently Saray broke Mandy's perfect face. And then they walk away, and Saray wins via countout. <sighs> yep. So... For, we haven't seen Mandy Rose wrestle in quite a while, actually. No. Um, and I thought she was having a pretty good match here. I thought, for the most part, it, Mandy's Mandy held up her end of this match pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. And then they just went to this fucking bullshit WWE ending. And this is the shit that when people talk about being worried about the rebrand, this is what we're worried about. Uh-huh. That we, we we get less into the athletic competition that NXT has sort of portrayed itself to be over the last decade or five years, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, into the overly scripted sports entertainment, wins and losses, nothing matters, bullshit that WWE tends to do. I think we had one actually clean victory tonight. I think pretty much everything else was somebody getting outside interference or, you know, or or, or something along those lines. Uh, I might be wrong on that, but it, most of the matches ended with or, or had some kind of interference. Yeah, had shenanigans in it. Had, you know, they really think uh, Hudson and O'Reilly were is the only one that comes to mind. That was like that one had nobody on ringside or anything of like that. And it was just two guys beating the best out of each other. 
Yeah, say shenanigans one more time and see what happens. <laughs> Swear to God, it'll pistol grip the next motherfucker with <laughs> the shenanigans. <laughs> Tomasa Champa is in his normal backstage area uh, with an empty chair next to him. Champa says Ridge did exactly what he would do. Uh, but Champa is mad that Timmy got put on the shelf by a billy club. Tommaso says he is NXT and he is going to fight for his home. Better than getting put on the shelf via Billy Gunn. That's right. For more on that, in, tune into AEW, Renda. Yeah. A motivated Champa is a scary Champa. Fair point. And then he, then he chucks his chair and walks off. We get a promo for the new NXT and Wale wraps us into the multicolored Rogo. So I know, how do you feel about the Wale theme song? So we're assuming it's the theme song, but I think it's a fair assumption. Um, it's fine. So I know you're it's a not... rock guy, so there's sort of it's a real departure for NXT. They've always been sort of the Triple H themed, I guess, sort of heavy metal, Slipknot style of of theme song. So this is a different thing for them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've I've enjoyed a lot of the NXT theme songs. Um, and on a scale of one to ten, how surprised are you? It's not a poppy song. Well, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Is like it's you know, um, they're they're trying to do this new thing, and and part of that would be, of course, is to have a different style of song. You know, you look at, yeah, like you said, the entire history of it has been rock music. Well, right. personally, I am for it. I am for them using a hip hop song because it's something that people will sit there and be like oh it's you know it's such a departure but it's like it's also a departure from the main roster though because the songs for them are rock songs and they always have been so it's like the fact that we have a hip-hop song as as nxt actually makes them feel separate from the rest of them right it's not a 80s fucking rock song for one which is good it's not a, a a modern kind of poppy rock song like Raw is. So yeah, I'm actually for it. Do you think we have um, new belts as part of this rebrand? You know, um, I'd be fine with it. Honestly. Um, I, I like these designs, and given how shitty their designs have gotten over the years, I'm just... I'm envisioning like a different version of the Universal title with different fucking strap color or something. Like a you know, strap. Honestly, like as long as they don't change the UK title... I don't really care that much. I'll get used to whatever they do. Like I, I, I hated I'm the a pennies. Belt guy. I love belts. Yeah, but I, I hated the penny belts, and now I'm like, yeah, you know, the penny belts are not that bad. Or the nickel belts now is what they turned into. I don't like the AEW title. Um, don't like that. I like. I, I actually apparently am one of the few that that likes the design on the TNT title. But yeah. Um, I, I, I think the tag belts are the AEW's best belts, but. Yes, I agree on that. Um, the the women's belt looks like fucking trash, but they, they don't care. It's better now that they increased the size. It was awful oh, at first. Vaguely better, dude. Yeah. It still yeah. it still looks like a fucking like bracelet that you'd see on a scene girl. Yeah, um, yeah the the main belt eh, it's it's not terrible, but it's also not great. Uh, yeah, the tag belts I really enjoy. Um, TNT belt I'm I'm cool with. Uh, the, the, the white took a little bit of getting used to, but it, it fits his, his fucking it stupid ass. It sort of ass. reminds me a little bit of like when the Ultimate Warrior was WWE Champion and he would have different color belts all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine Which with it. I dug so. Yeah, um, personally, like uh, um, the the tag belts in NXT, just okay, dog. 
Um, the main belt I I do enjoy, so yeah. I think I I think I would miss miss that. Um, but and I like it, that the women's belt is the same as the men's belt, except the X is silver instead of gold. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a very I, subtle difference, but I, it, it is mm-hmm. different. I like that they do that. I yeah. Well done. I'm not a huge fan of the North American belt, anyways. So no. that could that could get changed for yeah. all I care, you know, because it's it's it doesn't it just doesn't fit with the rest of them, you know. No, it doesn't. Like if you put all those belts together, you're like, that's not part of this company, is it? Right. <laughs> so what, what yeah. About, what about the million dollar belt? I, it works. It works. <laughs> it works for what it's supposed to be. It looks right. ga- gaudy, but it's supposed to look gaudy, you know. Sure. Yeah. So like I said, I I don't know. We have no idea if they're going to change the belts or not. Um, but so I'm not going to sit there and like you know try to fantasy book a belt. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it's. Uh, the IC belt has grown on me, but I've I always loved the old one, um, so it was a bummer to lose that. The US belt needed a redesign, and it needs another redesign because that belt's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. I don't hate it as much as you guys do, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, the twenty four seven belt I don't hate all that much. I hate that one, but it's not great either. You know. Yeah. Anyways, no, I, I hate the twenty four seven. But anyway, Duke Hudson arrives next. Uh, I like Duke Hudson's theme song. Yeah. Um, he honestly, he's a good-looking dude. Carries he's himself got, like a star. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, his character isn't quite there for me yet. I think he's still struggling to find certain yeah. aspects of it. Um, but I think he's almost... He, I, I, we sort of tell the joke in commentary a lot, too, but he really is sort of like the next generation Wade Barrett. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. Like when I when I started this, I honestly hadn't really paid attention to Duke Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, watching him in this match, he started well, to win Brandon me over. Vink. Yeah, I know it's the same guy. Uh, <laughs> well, you saw him on Raw, so I, I did, and he was nothing. You know, yeah. he was just kind of a generic guy. He was but, the other guy in the team with Shane Thorne, which is hard to be. I know, right? So, so watching Duke Hudson throughout this match, he actually started to win me over a little bit because I was like, I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see it, you know. Um, and there's there's a specific moment when he when he does Kyle's taunt where I'm like, okay, there it is. Yeah. There's there's that little spark where I'm like, yeah. ah, ah, it's start it's starting to work, it's starting to work. So he'll get there. Yeah, he's he's definitely got a ton of potential. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly's up next. Um, man, I. I so want Kyle to be successful, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, he's really good. But I don't know. I just I just don't I just don't know that it's ever gonna gonna work out well. Well, especially so. if we're if we're if we are sort of moving NXT away from the you know marathon independent mm-hmm. style matchups, that's where Kyle thrives. Right, you know, Kyle and Johnny yeah. would tear it down given the right opportunity, but yeah, and the uh, right and the correct length of match too. Right. Kyle, Absolutely. Kyle, Kyle's a guy who needs to ramp up. Yeah, Kyle and Cole was definitely a letdown because they didn't give it enough time at Takeover. Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyways, um, but but you were talking about little things with Duke Hudson to me, like right off the bat, Kyle's getting in the ring and Hudson's giving him the stink eye. Then Kyle takes off his his sweatshirt and reveals the kinesio tape on his ribs, and just there's a little eyebrow raise and a glimmer in the eye mm-hmm. of Duke Hudson that he played that so well. Yeah. 
And uh, I am one who loves in-ring storytelling, and holy shit, was that did that play a part in this match? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look at that. Uh, O'Reilly launches some kicks and tries to duck out of the way of Hudson, and Hudson just mollywops him. Uh, Kyle grabs a leg, and uh, Duke drives his knee into Kyle's face, which I thought was a really good reversal of that. Yeah. Um, Kyle jumps on his back and puts on a sleeper, but Hudson flips him onto the mat. Uh, Kyle puts on a heel hook, but Hudson just fucking powers out of it. Uh, Hudson knees Kyle in the gut and gets a one count. Uh, then he runs Kyle into the turnbuckle, and Hudson then mocks O'Reilly. Duke stomps Kyle in the ribs twice, but Kyle then hits a few punches. O'Reilly rolls him up for two, and Hudson hits a fucking rib breaker and goes to break. And that's where I'm like, okay, now we're definitely working the fucking body part. Now we're getting there. Him, him just dropping Kyle's ribs onto his knee was like, oh, okay, okay, we're good. We're good now. I'm in this, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, back from break, and Hudson continues to push Kyle's shit in. Uh, Kyle kicks him in the leg and then hits a series of kicks and punches. An arm breaker by, by Kyle leads to a dragon screw. Kyle locks in a guillotine, which I was like, okay, I guess we're done with this. <laughs> but Hudson stands up and deadlifts Kyle. He well, sends he him into the tribal chief, so, you know. That's true, yeah. Kyle, uh, he sends Kyle into the corner and puts him up on his shoulder and then hits a standing knee strike with oh. Kyle on his shoulder. I, I guess that's the best so way to put it. No, he's been doing that. So it's basically like he kicks him in the head while he's got him up in a power slam position. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Cool the, the height that, the, that he gets on his own fucking kick is just like, wow. Um... Kyle hits two rope assisted dragons. By the way, can we just just to give him a little bit of credit? That's incredibly hard. You're balancing an entire yeah. other human being on one leg while you do mm-hmm. this move. Yes. Yeah. Uh, O'Reilly hits two rope assisted dragon screws, then hits a flying knee into Hudson's knee, and then locks on a knee lock for the submission win. That knee into his knee <sighs> off the ropes was fucking rough. That looked yeah that looked man. bad. I don't know how I don't know how you do that safely because it you sort of land with your not your knee but your your shin. Mm-hmm. Um, but how many times have we seen people's shins snap in half the last couple of years in wrestling? So, well, and it's it's so precise, and yeah. you you're not going to get that with every person that you're up against. No, no, and Kyle's a fucking pro though, so he definitely is. Yeah. Um. All right. So what did you think of that match? I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, there were a couple of spots that were a little, ooh, okay, but they rebounded nicely from them, and uh, I thought they carried each other. And I thought Kyle, to your point, I think Kyle did a great job of putting over Hudson as a big, strong uh, physical force, and I thought even in defeat, Hudson got over a little bit, and it played well into Kyle being able to sort of play the underdog, which is where he thrives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it worked to both men's strengths, and I think the match was good. Please put that pen away. <laughs> oh, fair. Um, <laughs> I forgot yeah. what bothers you. I, I liked it too. I, I, I like the fact that it it actually felt like Kyle snuck this win out. Because obviously, the, you know, he, he let Hudson get so much offense, and it's like he he just like because he's so he's he's so quick so it's like he got him down ran up to the top ropes hit the fucking knee off the top 
locked him into submission and it was over. And it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, that to me felt it was like he just took advantage of a fucking... Yeah. And kudos for fucking Barrett, of course, for putting him over too, for putting Hudson right. over, being like... You know, he's got a lot to learn, but he's doing really, you know, like, it was it was good. So, yeah, I liked yeah. everything about it. Ilya Dragunov limps his way through like, the backstage take, area. Can I, can I say I take it as a sign of respect that you didn't tell me you were going to take the pen <laughs> off my fucking ass like you tell Sal when he does that? So. Yeah, no, I mean... <laughs> I figured it wasn't it wasn't something you were intentionally doing. So we get a recap of Indy proposing to Dexter. Uh, they say the date is wait, that's not right, is it? Oh yes, it's September fourteenth, yep. uh, when the new, which is of course when the new NXT premieres. Um, obviously, the little fucking card thing is drawn by Dexter. He has been sending that fucking picture to as many people as he can on Twitter. Yeah. And it is hilarious. Yeah, it is. It, it's, it, he doesn't, it's like AEW people he's sending it to, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. main yeah. roster guys, send it to, like, The Rock and shit. Yeah. Like, like, it's funny as fuck, dude. Yeah. Um, Beth gives Wade an index shirt. Yes. <laughs> and he proceeds to go, uh, well, let me just put this away. And he chucks it into the crowd behind him. <laughs> And Beth yells, that cost me 25 bucks. Yeah. That was... You would think she would get a discount. You would think so, but apparently not. Yeah. Alicia Taylor mediocres her way into welcoming Ilya Dragunov to the ring. Ilya continues to sell the leg injury. Talk about a guy who carries himself like a champion, though. Oh, my gosh. Like, Yes. He, he when he walked out with that belt, it was like, oh yeah, that lo- that that looks That's like it. it yep. Yeah, it looks it looks like it, it belongs there. Yeah. Um, and, and hats off to the British guys because they all do this. Like they get the belt and then they'll come out in like a nice suit, mm-hmm. or like really it'll look fancy when they come out. They carry themselves like professionals. I love it. Yeah. Uh, after they, their t-shirt design, but yes. Yeah. Uh, after they cut off Hitler's march music, a "You Deserve It" <laughs> chant starts. <laughs> That will not be the episode title. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, Ilya says he wanted to show everyone he's still alive. Uh, and he says we will see him soon again. Ilya then asks but then, who is with... To be fair, Jeff says he is too, and there's no actual proof of that. That's true. Um, it's just whoever kidnapped him has his phone and is texting us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when was the last time they texted us, though? Jesus. He, it probably, the battery ran out, and he's like, I don't remember the code anymore. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, Ilya then says, uh, who here is willing to go through the pain and the trouble of taking the UK belt away from him? Um, so he has to go away for a little while. He's going back yep. to the UK. Yeah, he's going back to the UK. Yep, he's got to go away, but he will be here soon. Um, I do enjoy which, that. Which only. I took as an NXT UK folding confirmed. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like he was on the most recent episode of NXT UK as well, because obviously they filmed those <laughs> so yeah. far in advance. Um, also, I enjoy the fact that only half of the NXT UK champions actually are from the UK. Because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Bait and Dunn which are the first two, and then we had Austrian Walter, and then Russian-born German Ilya Dragunov. 
it would it would be different if the UK Championship was like the European Championship, where it was right. just the name. But it's like it's supposed to be NXT UK, <laughs> and it's like trust me, the I, I I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just think it's I just think it's funny is all yeah. you know because I would rather they give it to the people that actually deserve it and not try to like shoehorn it like well it only can be you know yeah. these people that were born in the UK kind of thing. So I'm fine over to fat dick with a sinus infection and he is with kaylee ray kaylee says she makes an impact wherever she goes wrong show uh kaylee says the women's division needs a new top star and she begins to explain that regal called her up before fat dick rudely interrupts her to start seriously i caught that too (laughs) she's like you're an interviewer dude yeah he was like what about what about the stock what about this it's like dude she was telling a story right. like like what are you jericho Fuck. uh no because he would have if he was that's true yeah kaylee ray says she doesn't care about any of them she asks who the fuck is zoe stark which is a good question very true <laughs> dakota couldn't get the job done and ember is just one gory bomb away from a broken hip uh then the she promo just kind of old because that joke didn't really land i don't know what the deal is there also the gory bomb not really a move that affects your hip I took it as Ember is injury prone, I not mean, as that she's old because Ember is injury prone. <laughs> right. Um, but broken hip is usually a you know insult you you associate yeah. with somebody being old. Sure. Seems um, out of place. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what else seems out of place? The fact. Oh this, this... wait! I just got the joke. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say the promo just kind of ends. Yeah. I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain the joke in a minute. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next segment, so we might as well explain it now. Nope, because it's part of a later segment. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is with Dinner Time. Uh, Hayes has the golden ticket, and he can face whatever champion he wants. He says, maybe I want to run it back against Kushida. Maybe I'll swerve everyone and try to go for the North American Championship. Or maybe I want to go straight to the top and take on Samoa Joe. At this point, Electra Lopez then arrives and says the North American Championship is for Santos Escobar. Not Carmelo. Then the rest of Legato El Fantasma arrive, and Santos says, I'll give you a pass and because I want you to be able to walk into your next opportunity. They fuck off, and Carmelo goes, Did you just insult me? <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, the, the how quickly Christian Casanova made his way onto the show, and they have pushed him. He's showing exactly why they're pushing him. Because you have somebody like Santos Escobar, who is a big present, walk up to you, and I was still like, I was still focused on both of them. Yep. I wasn't just focused on Santos when he came in. So, yep. uh, now I did, I did get my focus over to Electra for a little bit, but that's because <laughs> she had. So, but yeah, I was like, I'm like, dude, I am down for whatever fucking title this guy wants to go for, because all of those matches sound great. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, yeah, give me Carmelo versus Santos, too. Like, give me all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a reason that I pegged this guy as my next big thing for this year. Mm-hmm. And God, I had, he's, it's even exceeded what I expected. I thought the guy would get signed, maybe he'll get on TV by the end of the year. Uh, instead, he's in the ring with fucking Adam Cole and Kushida and winning the breakout tournament, but he's, and I've said it before, the first time I saw him, I said, this kid has the it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
he you can teach him the wrestling, but he has that it factor, and right. it has translated to the NXT. It's tr- going to translate to WWE. That's the thing that you can't teach. You either have it or you don't, and he right. has it in spades. See, and, and this is when I uh, what I like to say um, when I talk about inclusion is something that happens because the person is undeniable. You know, like he's not getting pushed because he's a black guy. Right. He's also not not getting pushed because he's a black guy. He's getting pushed because he's this fucking good, you know? And it's like it has it really his his ability and his presence doesn't really have anything to do with his race. It's it's hundred percent what's that? Are you saying he went from undesirable to undeniable? I'm saying that <laughs> I'm saying that when I look at a guy like him, when I look at Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, the New Day, those are guys that are in the positions they are because of pure talent, you know? Mm-hmm. And that is why we keep talking about well, how... So, so I just want to qualify I guess I something. I won't make my point then. No, I'm sorry. I just want to qualify something you said before I forget. Mm-hmm. You said they're in the position they are because of talent, and I agree with that to an extent. But there are lots and lots and lots of guys that have talent. You have to mm-hmm. have more than talent and wrestling ability. Right. There's an innate charisma, like I said, that it factor, that those people, that presence that those guys have that not everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. So when you look at, and now, again, I mean, WWE has a very bad history uh, in terms of of race and everything like that, which they have since the 90s gotten incredibly better, and since the 2010s have just turned around to the fact that just like you know what, fuck it, we're just gonna put whoever's the be- whoever is the best out there out there, you know, regardless of of their their history. So of course, you know, you look at in the in the 80s and the 90s, you know, like there were certain people that probably should have been higher up on the card or featured more, but they weren't because they were black or, you know, things like that. Whereas now, like nobody, I don't, I don't feel like there's anybody getting held back because of their race in WWE, you know? Cause I, cause I don't look at Sasha and go, well, she's in her position because she's a black woman. I look at Sasha because she's in her position because she's a fucking superstar, you know? Bianca is the same and way, you know? Well, yes, but that's, <laughs> no, honestly, good. like, yeah, it does. It doesn't have anything, you know. And this is why this is why I get kind of frustrated with AEW because it's like, well, the problem with AEW is that you're not even you're not even getting the people who actually have that it factor and signing them. You know, you're not a, that that you're, so you're not even giving them the opportunity. You know, I mean, they tried. They signed Leo Rush. He just yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and again, like that's you know that yes, that's at least an attempt, but. You know, I don't want to see them push Sonny Kiss just because he's he's black because Sonny Kiss sucks. <laughs> you know, but I what I want to push s- Scorpio Sky because he's incredibly fucking talented and underutilized. Right, and that's where I start getting my issue. Is just like why? What is your excuse for not pushing him? Right, because that's where I'm like that kind of feels racist because you're right. not pushing him. You know, and I look at it, and, and you can go, okay, well, there's only there's only like four people in roster. It's like, yes, that's a problem because there are so many really talented people out there who are just not getting an opportunity. But Red you know? Velvet main evented the first episode of Rampage. Yes, but Red Velvet's not good. Hashtag Brandy Rose. <laughs> 
Yeah. But Red, Red, Velvet, Velvet, had... Red Velvet didn't main event the first episode of Rampage because she's a person of color who's incredibly talented. She did it because they needed somebody for Britt Baker to squash in her hometown. Exactly, yeah. So that that's that's when I look at things, and that's when I have an issue with it. It's like, you know, and and that's where, where I, I have to kind of call it out. It's just like, well, you're not... You're, you're holding them back, honestly. You know, if that's what it feels like, it feels like you're holding back certain people. Right. You know, yep. like you, like I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm fucking huge fans of Pride and Powerful and the Lucha Bros. Yeah. And both of those teams just feel like they've been squandered, you know, up until this point. And like they have it, they're fucking over as hell. Why aren't I mean, those guys? What's that? The, um, fuck. What do they call them in AEW now? Uh, Dash and Cash or Axe and Smash, whatever the fuck their names are. Uh, FTR. Yes, the FTR. Um, it feels now at this point like they were just brought in to fucking do the job to the Young Bucks so they could squash that fucking internet beef. Yeah. And the Bucks and that, could get over on them. Right, and now it looks like they're done. They may very well be, yeah. And I I hate to say it, but if if Cash is retiring because of the injury he sustained, then AEW ended his career because of their negligence on setting up a ring, you know? And that's an issue, you know? I mean, if you can sit... And this is why you need to talk to the talent. They've burned their bridges in other places now. Yep. Yeah. So... uh, Yeah, I highly doubt that they're not going to get a job in WWE again, you know? Because one, I don't think there are some people that can sit there and they can bad multiple well they want and they'll come back because WWE sees money in them. You know, Jericho, if if Jericho was done, he could he'd come back to WWE in a second. You know, yeah. I don't see those two guys as being people that they look at and go like, that eh, they're money. Let's bring them back." No, I think they're like, "No, fuck those guys." Because right. yeah, <laughs> from the looks of it, they were paying the ass of backstage stage too. Well, so. And that's sort of the thing. Like, here's two <laughs> mediocre singles wrestlers that NXT signed, and mm. like, you know what? You guys aren't going to make it. You don't have the charisma to make it as singles guys. So let's put you in a tag team, mm-hmm. train them to be a tag team, and then they became. They started to believe their own hype a little too much and began yeah. to believe that they were the conscience of tag team wrestling and, and the business. It's like. Mm-hmm. No, you're you're a spoke in the wheel. You're a good spoke in the wheel, but you're a spoke yeah. in the wheel. Right. And sorry, Dax Hardcock, but you are not a singles wrestler. There was there was nobody that's going to convince me that that guy is going to be anything. No, there's not one person buying a pay per view because he's on it. Right. Exactly. So, and and if if Cash is done, it's like I can guarantee you they're probably just going to throw him another tag team if if he's even still around. You know. Right. Anyways, speaking of uh, tag teams, Imperium is out next. Uh, They're facing two jobbers by the name of Drake Maverick and Grayson Waller. Jason, are you familiar with these guys at all? Uh, I'm familiar with one of them. (laughs) I thought the other one was Jake Paul. Oh, son of a bitch. Right in my fucking notes. Wish.com Jake Paul. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But... That I was, I'm like, I was like, who does he fucking remind me of? So the fact that we both pulled that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drake and Waller get a promo, um, and uh, he says Imperium are just grumpy because they have to carry Walter's bags. I don't like this guy. Which guy? I don't. Grayson Waller. I don't know if he is supposed to be a heel. I think so. I think he. I really he do think he is. I think he's supposed to be a Jake Paul thing. We've seen 
Vince yeah. do these kinds of things before. But he has actual Jake Paul on his show every once in a while. <laughs> no, he has Logan Paul. Oh, sorry, Logan Paul. That's true. Um, yeah, the, I don't know if, it, and it seemed like this was going to be. Well, I guess. Why the just, fuck it, else is this guy in boxing tights that, or boxing trunks? Yes, for and sure. It has to be a pull. Right. Well, and not to mention the fact that it, 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 they clearly set up at the end of this him and Drake being a and, feud and, down the road. I watched for the better part of the last like year and a half where Drake was the idiot member of the tag team, and now he's the conscience, and the other guy's the idiot. Even Wade brings it up on commentary during it. He's just like, it's gotta be strange for Drake to be be the normal guy in the, in the cream. Uh, anyway, so say in the cream, in the team. <laughs> I think he said cream. I'm not fucking. Uh, what is it? Hot boy Briley. Uh, Grayson and Fabian story. What? I think it was Rude Boy. I don't give a fuck. It's Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> less talented brother. Like, I give a shit. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about the guy in New York, the wrestler that got busted for molesting kids. Nope, wasn't talking about him. Okay. <laughs> so I could, you said cream. I, I was I was going, going with Ryan Nemeth, because that's his whole gimmick, is fucking creaming so how himself. How did you get Rude Boy Riley out of that? Hot Boy Briley is his Twitter handle. Oh, or I don't fucking follow that cunt on Twitter. I, I don't either, but that was his gimmick, and we we made a joke about it because that was his, his gimmick in NXT was he was Briley Pierce sort of like that, and he still has the same Twitter handle that he had in NXT, even uh, though he is Ryan Nemeth. Uh, Anyways, less about that. That piece. was a productive discussion. Yeah, that, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like he just popped an erection because someone talked about him. Probably. Doesn't happen often. Uh, Grayson and Fabian start. By the way, I'm not going to be on AEW anytime soon, but. Is it just me, or does Ryan Nemeth remind you of fucking Corey Feldman? Like, the voice and everything. Wow, we are talking about Ryan Nemeth more than I should be allowed. It's uh, yeah, a little bit. He probably was molested, too. Uh, anyways, Grayson wow. and Fabian start off with fucking tie-up. Uh, Eichner kicks the shit out of 90s hair before dropping him with an elbow. Barthel takes in, and Waller pops Marcel in the face. Barthel hits a double underhook suplex, and Waller has issues with the transition, and Barthel kicks the living hell out of Waller. Felt like there was maybe a little stiffski on Probably. some of those shots, looked, because looked that way. That Waller, way. Waller definitely fucked that up. Yep. Uh, Maverick takes in and takes it to Eichner, who also tagged in. Waller then blind tags in, and Drake argues with him, which leads to Eichner super kicking Waller. No! They... What are you doing? Yeah. That was so bad. Uh, they hit the Imperial Bomb for the win, and clearly we're heading towards Grayson versus Drake eventually. Which, which I liked better when no it was thanks. the European Bomb. But I thought that was a, I thought there was a different name for that move. I was like, it, was the well, it wasn't always the European. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, this match sucked, uh, which sucks because I like Imperium. Yeah, so no, Imperium's part was good. Uh, yeah, the guys weren't, but they were used just to set up. This storyline between Grayson Waller and Drake Maverick, which is like, uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. 205 Live. Tune in to see it there. Yeah. Indy is with Johnny Gargano. Uh, <laughs> Indy, you're already laughing, and I, I know exactly what you're laughing at because this was good. Uh, Indy asks him to give Dexter a chance, 
Uh, Johnny grabs his jacket, and when he gets up, Dexter is just standing there putting on gloves. Johnny tells him to stop doing that and just be normal. <laughs> uh, as they leave, Indy slaps Dexter's ass. Uh, quick, but exactly what it, it, what it needed to be. <laughs> I liked it. Tony, Ridge, Pete, and Danny are backstage, and I was shocked to hear that Danny Birch has a voice. Uh, <laughs> he never gets promo time, so I he was like, "Last oh. week, he did the promo last week." I didn't watch last week, oh. and I didn't remember you guys said that. Uh, Danny complains about having to wait a week um, to hear from fucking Tommaso Ciampa um, because, of course, they have to do everything on camera. Ridge says Tommaso can tell uh, Tommy how motivated he is in the hospital bed next to him. <laughs> which was great uh, then we cut to somebody having a very loud, loud orgasm in the back and it's Gigi and Jane beating the shit out of Saray well I mean you assume that's what they were doing you can't tell me that that didn't sound like she was fucking moaning with pleasure on that yeah, that's what I'm saying so I don't think they were yeah. necessarily beating the shit out of her at least yeah. well they might have been pushing some of it in maybe uh, Johnny, Indy and Dexter arrive next Johnny is taking on La Knight. Uh, Johnny is wearing his X-Men outfit, which I approve of. He reaches out... No, no. This isn't the Wolverine one. The oh, blue... no, no. It's the... it's the other way around. That's right. The Wolverine yep. is the, the blue with... the Yellow with blue trim. This was the blue yep. with the yellow trim. Yeah, yeah. this, this is the Cyclops of yes. the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he reaches out both hands... And Dexter touches tips with him. <laughs> well, no, no, no. So he went for the invisible high five that he used to do with Austin Theory. Like, yep. And instead of Austin being there, obviously, because he's not, uh, mm-hmm. Dexter was reaching out to touch his head, and then he realized it and went, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> and he looks back at Indy like, stop him! <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then he just gets on the stairs and does his head bob like nothing happened. See, this, this here was exactly what I was hoping it was going to be with yeah. these two guys. Is this oh, like... no, no, but my favorite part by far is when he gets in the ring, because he goes and does his pose up against the ropes, and Indy and Dexter both do their crawl under the bottom <laughs> rope thing, and he just, like, jumps back, like, what the fuck? He freaks the fuck out, he's like, stop doing that! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is... As as much as WWE loves to do their whole these two guys don't like each other tag team things, yeah. when when they actually get two people that work really well together, it does this works really well. Like RK Bro works very well together. These two yeah. together work very fucking well together. Yeah. Um, which Johnny has well, to do so much of the heavy lifting on this, obviously. You know what the funny part of this is? This is like NXT's version of Meet the Parents. Because mm-hmm. you've got like the the fiance shows up and whatever he tries to do he sort of screws it up he's trying to do it something to impress the dad figure and he screws it up and I like so you know what I'm really trying to say is Dexter has nipples can you milk him yes <laughs> Knight and Johnny tie that shit up this match of course is all about index when it really should be about Johnny and Law. Uh, because Johnny and La is actually a money matchup, but of course this is all just to kind of prolong the index storyline. Hmm. Which uh, I guess is okay, but, you know... LA um, Knight needed a win, too, so, I mean, it served its yeah. purpose. Yeah. Uh, Knight, Knight sh- I would hope people have watched the show and not, not <laughs> getting their information off us, but, you know. 
Uh, Knight shoulders Johnny down, and Johnny leaps him and tries for the Gargano escape. Johnny then Rana's Knight, then Taint drops him and rolls him up for two. Johnny beats on Knight in the corner, then arm breakers Knight twice, but on the third attempt, he grabs Johnny's hair. Gargano hits a tope because it's every Johnny match ever. Uh, they fight on the outside, and Knight goes for an elbow drop as Johnny gets in, but Johnny ducks back out to avoid it, which I thought was really good. It was kind of a nice little scouting moment. Both back in, and Knight hits a suplex, then knees Johnny in the face. A slingshot crossbody drops Johnny before the break. Back from break, and Knight hits a neckbreaker for two. Knight misses an elbow and slams Johnny backwards into the mat. Gargano hits a top rope flatliner, but Knight gets out of the ring. Knight misses a slingshot spear, and Johnny hits a slingshot spear of his own. Johnny then goes up top for some corner punches. Yes? That slingshot spear was rough. It wasn't good. It definitely wasn't. So, so what I think happened there was I think Knight went to charge in thinking they were doing the, shul- the duck the shoulder to the midsection, not realizing it was the spear, cause he, so he got way too close to Johnny when he was trying to do the slingshot, so Johnny didn't have room to get all the way through the ropes, mm-hmm. so he sort of gets caught, but Johnny's a fucking pro, so he falls right down. Now, Johnny almost got spiked on top of his fucking head, which is the problem yeah. here, <laughs> um, but Johnny, being the pro he is, turned it into a pinning combination for two, which was nice. Sure. Uh, Knight grabs him at five, and Johnny rolls him up for two. Knight hits the innovative offense for two. Is that the the um, power slam spot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this was something I've never seen before. He gets him up for a power slam, and then just sort of drops him backwards on his back. Yeah. It was and- almost like a reverse big ending, so it was like a big beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Johnny, like, for a split second, lands on his feet. Right, which made it look worse. Back. Yeah, it was. Like it if was he had definitely... just landed flat on his back, it probably would have looked better. But mm-hmm. it was awkward. Yeah, yeah. it was different, but it was innovative offense. Uh, dueling chance. Yes, dueling chance just for shits and giggles. Uh, Johnny then roll or Knight rolls Johnny's escape attempt up for two. Johnny goes for the one final beat, but Knight hits him, and Johnny then falls into Dexter's arms. Uh, <laughs> He gives him a little smooch before he throws Johnny out of the way because because La Knight is running at him. And then Gargano. Yeah, people then are gonna tune into the show thinking they're gonna see some hot man on man kissing right there. You're I'm sorry. The public. I'm sorry. He doesn't really kiss him, but he definitely looked like he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Gargano gets out of the way. Lust in his eyes. Yes. <laughs> Johnny gets out of the way. His night. Who was the bit? Good. And he stops in front of Dexter. Johnny gets back in the ring, and Dexter wants to touch tips with him again. Johnny actually reaches out for it, but Knight hits the BFD for the win. The what? What is it? Isn't it the BFD? BFT. BFT. I thought it was a big fucking deal. Blunt force trauma. I thought it was a big fucking deal. Sorry. No. Blunt force trauma. Okay. I cannot believe... That Dexter Loomis, who never has any facial expressions, wound up conveying the look of I just fucked up just by yeah. darting his eyes yeah. around like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I caught that, too. That was beautiful. That's yes. the best thing I've ever seen Dexter do. <laughs> by a lot. Yes. It Most was really entertained good. I've been by him. Yes, very much so. Liked it a lot. Uh, match was good. Um, had, you know, some little issues to it, but 
Um, Overall, I thought it was my favorite LA Knight match since he's come back. But, you know. I'm honestly not sure why he's still here, though. Because I feel like he's tailor-made for the main roster, uh-huh. right? 100%, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure why he's still here. Like, he doesn't. Listen, listen, Troy, we don't wish for people to get called up here on this show because it <laughs> rarely goes well. Although, props to Damian Priest, he's killing it. He is. Yeah, well, I mean, Riddle as well. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee is still just doing dark matches, but it's leading to something. Yeah. We cut to the back, and MSK are approaching Regal's office, and Nash tells Lee to knock because Regal likes professionalism. They knock on the door, and uh, MSK say they want Danny and Oni to get a title shot because with Danny getting hurt, they never actually beat them for the belts. Regal says, well, I was going to take that opportunity away since they beat the ever-loving piss of the guys earlier, but you know what? I like your style, so we'll go ahead and book it for next week. Um, so so there are no repercussions for their, what they did. Okay, cool. Thanks, Regal. Not at all. And it, at, at least they had that bit of so, kind of, it was like, well, I was going to punish him, but right. you know what? So sure. what we've set up here is the blueprint is, if you want a title shot, just beat the shit out of somebody completely unrelated to the championship. Yep. Um, I look. You know me. I'm an MSK Mark, but I I like I like this caveat to the character, which is like, no, no, we want to beat the best, you know, right. and we didn't get a chance to do that yet. So, yeah, yeah. No, uh, I like that, and I feel like they haven't sort of they haven't sort of played up the whole fighting champions aspect with them. And they have been fighting champions. They've defended yeah. the titles a lot. Yeah. Um, but they've been, they've sort of geared so much towards the comedy stuff that they've sort of gotten away from telling, creating a character that you're compelled to like. It's been much yeah. more like, if you don't find their humor funny, then you fucking think they suck. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Boa cuts a promo claiming he fucked up. And uh, next signing week... was NXT. <laughs> hey man, what else was he gonna fucking do? Ain't, no, ain't nobody recruiting out of China but them. Uh, yeah. uh, next week, Mei Ying will return to the ring for the first time since July of 2019. Well, no, Mei Ying <laughs> will debut. <laughs> Karen Q will return to the ring. Yes. Uh, How yes. great would it be if she just gets, walks down to the ring and like takes off all the spoopy shit and she's just in regular Karen Q gear? <laughs> it would be funny. <laughs> um. I was, I'm trying to think of who... Now, did they announce yet who she's facing? No. It's going to be okay, some jobber, probably. Well, that's what I was trying to think. I'm like, I was like there's not a lot of them anymore, but I'm, just... I'm assuming it's going to be fucking uh, Valentina Perez, right? It's got to be, right? The sorceress? <laughs> yes. It's got to be her, because everyone else they've been using. Maybe Cora Jade, hey, potentially... Man. But I feel like uh, they're they're using so many of the women now that it's like I don't I don't know that they would just like put one of them in there to take a loss. It's like I almost feel like it's gotta be her. <laughs> if, if the plan is to have this person take a fucking beating after tonight, it might be Jesse Kamea. <laughs> we're, we're about to get into that. <laughs> uh, Jesse Kamea is with Frankie. You, you have the Ember promo somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember where it was sequentially, so. Oh, yeah, it comes up later. Okay, so make sure we didn't miss it. No, we didn't. Because um, I got some shit to say about that. 
Oh, I'm sure you do. Um, anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, there it is. Never mind. Uh, Jessica Mayer is with Frankie Monet and Robert Stone. She is taking on Raquel Gonzalez. No underboob this week either. Well, she's got to wrestle, so. <laughs> Didn't stop Raquel at TakeOver. That's true. Um, <laughs> I I don't get jobbing out Robert Stonebrand again and again. I really don't. I, I think it's building towards Frankie Monet at the hostile takeover. And it'll be the or, Frankie brand or something. But I don't care. Well, I know, <laughs> but they're trying to build a character here, so. Yes, but you could have you could have had the hostile takeover to begin with. Instead of doing whatever this is at this burn. It doesn't yeah, but the slow burns usually need to actually like give you something to like latch on to. This I couldn't latch on to anything because uh, there's some things I could God. latch on to in this match. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, they tie shit up. Sadly, Robert Stone, the only one topless in this match. Of course he is. They tie shit up, then Jesse has an issue with a suplex and almost trips. That's that set and the that's tone. That's not even close to the worst thing that happened in this match. No, but it set the tone where it's like she puts her up for a suplex, and all of a sudden Jesse's like, "Whoop!" <laughs> like, lady, you need to be the one to help balance. Like, uh, yeah. Raquel grabs Jesse and then blasts her in the corner. Uh, Raquel hits a twisting elbow off the second rope, which I liked. I thought it looked really nice. That's the same um, move that broke uh, Zaylee's rib. That twisting sort of senton that she does off the second round. She should, she should do it more then. <laughs> uh, Raquel misses a big boot, and Jesse drapes it over the top rope. And then Jesse decides to give AEW a run for their money with terrible-looking <laughs> moves as she dodges out of Raquel's way. But it, it might like have been a trip. Break dancing. She like she looked like she was going for like a, a, a leg takedown or something. Yes. But she completely missed Raquel, so she just ended up like rolling around and tumbling on the mat. She like full on spread eagle and like spun in the middle of the ring. I was like, "Are you okay? <laughs> Do we need to have the reference check on you?" Don't encourage anyone to go back and watch this for quality, but <laughs> just for this moment, go back and watch this and try to figure out what the fuck she was going for. Well, she then follows it up with a barrel roll. But she goes past Raquel. Yep. <laughs> and then because of where she is, Raquel has to drop kick her in the kidney instead of hitting her full on. Well, she also turned away from the kick. Instead yes. of taking it flat back, she turned her back to her yes. as she was drop kicking. So It reminds me of... Why is this woman still employed? <laughs> She's been there for a long time. Seriously, a at, long point, time. at what point do we just cut bait? I mean, I guess it took forever to get rid of the finest, so maybe... Yeah. Well, and again, it's like, I'm sure she's probably a pleasure to work with backstage, and she's tall, yeah. so it's like, I, I get it, she's got a good look to her, but yeah. And like, this was the same kind of thing when they first started doing like those... Uh, um, those NXT files things where they were like showing some of the like the people working on things, yeah. and they they had Sammy Piscatelli or Tino Sabatelli, and he was doing a drop kick, but when he was doing it, he would then spin out, and yeah. like even Matt Bloom was like, "Don't fucking do that! Don't yeah. do that!" Right. <laughs> that's that's what this felt like. It was just like Matt Bloom needs to pull it aside and be like, "Don't ever do that again." Yeah. Like, 
This is basic stuff. You take you do not take a drop kick and then like sell oh, it like I'm a six one nine. Like I, I just got a report. Matt Bloom is no longer in charge. It's now Johnny Laurinaitis, so that's probably what. Oh yes, it's true. Uh, Raquel drops command neck first onto the ropes. Uh, then Jesse hits a spin kick, then gets turned inside out with a clothesline. And then Jesse Kamea then proceeds to fucking sandbag Raquel on this one-handed power bomb. Shakino bomb. Yes, I yeah, that's it's the same but now. But uh, thankfully, this match ends mercifully. I don't know if she intentionally sandbagged that, but she definitely didn't help it. Nope, not at all. Because poor Raquel, and and this is the thing is, I don't know if you read Bully Ray, uh, that what he had to say about uh, uh, the Charlotte Nia match. Yes. Where he, where he, yeah. Uh, I he saw got, what Devon said. I don't think I saw what Bully Ray said. Oh, Bully Ray actually like went into detail about like, this is what you can do to make your opponent look stupid without yeah. making it look like you're doing it. And it's like, yeah, it was like. Um, putting your weight on them to make it so they like get gassed or like you know like sandbagging things like that's what this last move felt like was like was she intentionally trying to make Raquel look like shit because uh, no I think she's like, just not good just yeah it's very possible which sucks because like again I think she's got a great look to her but man she can't wrestle but you know what she'll probably be AEW champion in the next year maybe so maybe just stick to managing with the underboob yes there you go. Just bring that all the time, and we're good. We'll, we'll forgive a lot with some good bonder boom. All right. Prepare your anger, because Amber Moon has requested some time with dinner time. Amber forces Mackenzie to wish her a happy birthday. What kind oh. of real shit was that? By the way, there's where your broken hip joke comes in, because it was her birthday. So she's a year older. Oh, okay. That's pretty lame. Come on, yeah. KLR. KLR can do better than that. Come on. Uh, Ember claims that KLR is trying to make a name for herself by using Ember. No, 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 because no. here's where it got really awkward. Because <laughs> Ember decides to cut this promo at Mackenzie, not at yes. the camera. So yes. she's staring at Mackenzie away from the camera going, you want to call me out? You want to get a match with me? Well, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yada, yada, yada. And then she goes, you tell her I said that. And walks away. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, there was... Uh, yeah, I'm glad you caught it, too. There was, felt like there was a lot of animosity between these two. And it's like, Seriously? that's not the one you're supposed to be mad at. <laughs> How do you hate dinner time? The fact that, like, yeah, she starts off with, it's my birthday. You should wish me a happy birthday. It was just like, okay, what? All right, like, and then poor, poor Mackenzie, because that clearly wasn't in the script. It was just like happy birthday. But then yeah, for her to be like, you tell you tell her that it's like Mackenzie is the interviewer. She's not your personal fucking uh, right? message girl. Yeah, Ember, kind of a dick. Just gotta say it. And the it's fact my, that she, it's my birthday, you should wish me a happy birthday. Mackenzie should have gone. I just had sex. <laughs> Oh, but that no, don't don't talk about sex with her because then you bring Vic Joseph into it and nobody wants to think about that. You 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 think she's not cocking him with like fucking Duke Hudson, dude? Come on. Maybe. Here's the other problem with that promo. Is her saying Kaylee Ray's trying to make a name for herself by using my name. It's like Kaylee Ray was the longest reigning UK women's champion. She already made a name for herself. Much more than you have as you your have, one time. 
one time failed off the main roster. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, one of you is doing much better than the other one right now, and it's not you, lady. Right? Ugh. But it's her birthday. Know. It's her birthday. Wish her a happy birthday. Or you will find out what Ember's Law means. And tell me, because I don't know. Right. More clown jizz as we pimp the NXT reboot. Wade is then with Samoa Joe. Joe says his expectations are not just to dominate, but to reestablish a precedent. He wants to remind everyone of what being NXT champion really is. Joe says he needed to capture the NXT championship because the precedent needed to be set. Uh, that precedent apparently is that only 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 people who know how to wrestle can be NXT champion, and that's what we had went away with with our our performer champion. This reminded me very much of the episode of It's Always Sunny, where, of course they want to say no. They won't say no, but they won't because of the implication. He did use the term precedent <laughs> quite a bit in this. <laughs> what it was. It's like, because of the precedent. Because of the precedent, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, are you trying to get a new design on WBShop.com? <laughs> the precedent of the United States? Yes. Now, this, this promo okay. explained nothing to me. It just made me go, huh? Which Joe's a good talker. Yeah, How it was. He, I, I don't know that he actually had anything to say here. It was almost like we just got to get the champion on TV this week. Maybe. Yeah, and he, like, did, he didn't set up any programs. He didn't really no. do anything. It was just like, oh, because of the implication. Yeah, it, I I get I kind of get what he's trying to say that he's like you know, but he didn't say it in a very good way, which is very unjo like. If you want to make that case, wouldn't you like make it to somebody who you think doesn't live up to that precedent? Like set up that feud with whoever that person you think isn't holding up their end of what that should be. Who yeah. is the who is the feud for Samoa Joe now? It, obviously, to me at the time, it looked like Adam Cole was in line. They'd set up sort of the stare downs and everything. I, I don't know who's who's. Well, you next. still you still got Pete Dune. I guess maybe. Did they kind of tease a little I think bit? We're, I think we're gearing towards him and Champa though, aren't we now? Yeah, it seems like they're they're pivoted to that now, because with them getting rid of Timmy. Now you have Champa and MSK spoiler alert for their end of the show. Oh, wait a second, um, wait a second, wait a second. We talked about it before. Maybe this is Valter. Could be. Talking about how a champion should carry themselves and blah, blah, blah. Could be. That makes sense. But in, this which case, in which case, I'm cool because two big yeah. meaty men slapping meat. Right. We'll see. The Diamond Mine arrived next, and they have Julius and Brutus Creed with them. Because they uh, needed to replace, they, they, the group looked like shit with three people, so we fired the fourth guy. Yeah, no word on what happened to Diamond and the Rust, of course. Yeah. Uh, Roddy has issued an open challenge, and the person he's facing is Ike Jiro. Jiro says he is a Kushida fan, and when Kushida is healthy, he will beat Roddy. But Jiro also wants to beat Roddy as well. Okay, the best part of this match was the beginning, because okay. Jiro goes, oh, yeah, and Roddy just chops the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part of this match. Jiro, Jiro is a Japanese Orange Cassidy. And I okay. don't 
in that it's this cheap fucking gimmick that really doesn't affect the performance at all, but is supposed to be a big fucking deal. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to believe like, and and the sad part for both of them is that they're both talented and they're both charismatic. And I got to think they could both do something that's less just degrading comedy, but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the ring to see that zero got zero entrance. He's just there. Uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Roddy attacks. Yep. <laughs> Roddy attacks, attacks Jiro right away and gets arm dragged and run on by Jiro. Jiro, by the way, keeps his jacket on the entire time. Yeah, that's his gimmick. That's what I'm talking about. But they never did the spot that normally happens where the bad guy rips the jacket off, though. Well, that's what no- every match. Well, tell that to Johnny Gargano and still pays. Uh, <laughs> Jiro leaps outside and Roddy, Roddy flips him ass first into the steel steps. Mm. Ouch. Strong sends Jiro back on the ring and chops him to the mat. Roddy hits a backbreaker for two. Strong locks in a submission. I, and see, I Ro- thought you were going to go, Roddy hits a backbreaker, because Roddy. Well, yeah, that's you. <laughs> uh, Roddy says, you made a big mistake, Jacket Man. Which, Jacket Man is... That's his gimmick. <laughs> so, not wrong. Jiro gets tossed off the top rope, and Roddy it's puts It's also what Candice him. is saying to Johnny these days. Yep. Jacket, man. Jacket, man. You ain't getting anything of this anymore. He gets a two count. Roddy gets an arm lock in, but Jiro fights out. Jiro then hits the weakest fucking boot you can. Uh, then sends Roddy into the turnbuckle. What's a boot you can? It's a, it's a, a very weak, <laughs> weak boot. <laughs> he then grabs the corner of his jacket and hits Roddy with his jacket. Yep. He hits a springboard moonsault for two. And then Strong hits a knee, and then a Roger Strong backbreaker. He yells, you made a big mistake, like I said, you big idiot. And then Strong hits... I'm here for it if we're bringing back the dork stuff. Yes. Strong hits whatever the fuck his finisher is called and wins. End of heartache. Yes. Then Roddy calls himself the uncrowned cruiserweight champion. At this point, was, it's got to be it's got to be COVID, right? I mean, it's just I think been, it's been too. I think it's been too long. Well, I mean, no, there's no guarantee that you recover in two weeks. Most many people do, but not everybody does. Possibly, very possible. By the way, I don't know if you heard, but uh, the award-winning journalists. Uh, over at the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, have broken the story that Pac has actually been pulled from the all-out card uh, against um, Andrade for the same reason that Sasha's been gone, and then proceed to not say what that reason is. Yes. Uh, that reason is, we have no fucking clue. <laughs> That's what that is. Because... Because we know those two idiots, they would say it's COVID if it's COVID. Yeah. If they if they knew it was, they would say it. They have done it before. So it, this it, whole also, this whole the same reason. But it's like, well, first you said it was travel issues, right? Which is like, well, Tony Khan said it was travel issues. Which when they when they said that, I was like, why the fuck would he have gone back to the UK for a few days? 
knowing there's a travel ban and like no he wouldn't have like right. he's been touring with you so clearly it wasn't that but yeah this whole oh well he got pulled for the same reasons like and what would that be mr you, i charge are, people yes are you excited for the malachi black match at all out considering that i did the predictions poll i know there is not one um so, so that means that those two guys that WWE was sorely underutilizing, who have both had one match in a combined five months in AEW, um, are both off the pay-per-view then? Yes. Oh, weird. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Chris Warren and Drawley oh. worked WrestleMania, didn't he? Hmm. Yes, yeah, so so they have a but but they have a reason that they don't that that Pac is not a book down there because apparently it's she, he has Sasha Banks disease, um, and uh, I mean yeah. I like her ass way better. Hey, you know what? We had to make room on the card for Daniel Bryan's uh, uh, grand entrance and Ruby Riot getting into the twenty uh, one. Ruby woman. Riot's the Joker this year. Yeah. Okay. They, they, it's it's only been one person that they've said is a mystery person, and it's, and they always do these kind of things, and but it all lines the Ruby up. Ruby Riot vignettes are centered in New York, so I feel like she's going to be at the the big event there, the Arthur Ashe Stadium thing. All Maybe. of her vignettes have have been centered around New York. Yeah, I get that. Maybe. I was thinking Mickey James as the Ugh. Joker. Yeah. So it's a big name. They usually try to bring in a big new name for that spot. Yeah, and then have failed miserably the past couple sure. times. Yeah. <laughs> so Mickey I James, guess. Or I could see Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green. Yeah, probably. Probably one of those people. Anyways. Dinner time is with Eo and Zoe, Casey and Caden. Casey yet again talks about how being best friends with your tag partner is more important than being good wrestlers. Casey, of course, says this wearing a velvet trash bag. Ratchet Zoe says she would take a bullet for you. And I don't care. But then Eo saves it by going, I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't like you, but you are on my team. So uh, then, win. <laughs> yes. And then she fucks off as Zoe tries to fist her, but she's already gone. So they're losing the tag titles next week. For sure. The 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 spit and swallow warriors definitely are going to be um, the tag team champions next week. Yeah. So the only question is, does Zoe turn on EO for all the like sort of I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, and I tried my best to be your friend, and is that what we're doing now? Because I got to tell you, I've seen that match before, and it did not go well on NXT when they wrestled once. Um, Right. So I'm not super interested in that storyline. Or do we get? the spit and swallow warriors turning heel and fulfilling the prophecy that everyone already hates them anyway and just yeah. making them heal. Maybe. Either way, something needs to be done because Zoe Stark sucks. Yup. And rather it's turn her heel and maybe she gets a different character or we just like, I don't know, get her off the TV. It's not, it's not just... The the fact that she's not incredibly talented in the ring. It's not just the fact that she can't really talk. It's the fact that she doesn't look. Not, this isn't this isn't a. I gotta I gotta I gotta preface this. She's she's a perfectly attractive woman. 
I'm not saying that. I'm saying she doesn't look important. She's generic. Yeah. We, Ginger and I have said this since she debuted. She, her, mm-hmm. from her presentation to her look to her ring gear. Yeah. Generic as fuck. There's nothing that is that makes her stand out. Right. She looks like enhancement talent. Yes. And, and there are a million things you could do. Just spice up the gear. Give her something personalized on her gear. Do something with that hair. Oh, that too. I mean, because that's not great. And she's in she's in great shape. You know, yeah. she's yeah. got a good, she's got a great body to her. But yeah, like you said, that that's really the thing is, is that she doesn't feel like she matters. Yeah. So I don't know. They could do an angle where she joins the rose bush and they give her a makeover. There you go. Uh, after after she fucks off, dinner time then welcomes her next guest, which is Cameron <laughs> Grimes. By the way, I love that Cameron Grimes has returned to the suit coat and trunks, like the fucking yes. Scrooge McDuck look. Yes. Fantastic. I, I appreciate it as well. Before Cameron can get too far into the promo, the grizzled young veterans interrupt. Soon to be ordering a universal championship. <laughs> they call Cameron the million, million dollar redneck. And they ask, how does it feel to go through all that just for a replica championship? Which, which, by the way, was instantly put into his Tron. What was that? The Million Dollar Redneck. Oh, he I'm put sure. that into his entrance video right away. Yeah. Like, fucking good line. Right. Also, that is a good question. How does it feel to go through all that just for this feud to end with a replica championship? Oh, <laughs> sounds almost like something I said two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Drake then presents Gibson with a replica belt. And Gibson asks if this makes him a champion, too. Zach says next week Cameron can be Universal Champion, uh, and they can buy him another replica off WWE Shop. Grimes asks if they both had to go in on this, since they're both a little short on money. Grimes then, tests out the belt. Yep. Grimes then tests out the belt and gives WWE Shop another plug, which would be three tonight. Nine ninety nine. This says it's heavier than the one that Ted gave me. He then drops the belt on Gibson's foot, who sells it like it was Nia Jax landing on him. <laughs> Grimes then goes, To the moan! <laughs> no, you missed the joke! I said it, to tell the moan. Okay, it sounded like you said to the moon. No. Okay. Well, he he said it. Toe the moon! <laughs> toe. It's, maybe it's your yeah. accent, I don't know. Toe the it's, moon! It's the accent for sure, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, a little much, Zach Gibson. A little much. That's all I'm going to say. Maybe eh. tone it. Maybe tone it down just a scotch. But that... but but I <laughs> yes. did appreciate the continuity because for those who forgot, it was the grizzled young vets who he took the money from on the golf course mm-hmm. when they made the bet. So yeah. they had a reason to have an issue with Cameron Grimes. It wasn't just a random right. Oh, we're going to throw. The question now is who does Grimes get to be his partner to take these two on? Well, I would have thought La Knight, because that seemed like that's the way we were heading, no, no, but no, 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 not no, anymore, no. 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 So, <laughs> Who does he get? Uh, gut feeling on who GYV... Gosh. Um, I don't know, do you have, do you have one? You seem I, to have one. Nobody, no, no, nobody really jumps out. That's why I was curious if you had, if you had any. And, I mean, maybe... <laughs> I forget his NXT name now, but Blake Christian. 
to yes. get him involved in something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Odyssey Jones, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're yeah, you're going to start working some of these guys in. So I mean, I've already worked in Duke Hudson. Um, I forget his new name, but Harlem Bravado's done done some squashes now. Josh Briggs had a match a couple weeks ago, so they are working them in now. Oh, uh, Harlem Bravado is Andre Chase. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Just looking at the people who are listed who could possibly be it. Um, Joe Gacy, potentially, if they want to work him in, but he doesn't really fit. Josh Briggs. Uh, um, although, Briggs did Jones, the match with Grimes. He yeah. could do an angle where he pays Briggs to be his bodyguard or something. Yeah. Um, so Rob is still employed. Uh, Zion Quinn, but it seems like he's doing the uh, the boa thing right now, so yeah. doesn't feel like he's going to be it. So yeah, I unless they're bringing somebody up that's uh, in their performance center, yeah. I don't really see it. I don't know. None, none of the guys that are in the performance center right now feel like they're ready to do it, right. unless unless this is like here's Parker Pedrol. But I don't think yeah, he's ready yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's ready yet. A rec so, yeah, he he just got announced. So I don't think that. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that they would put him on there either right now. Um, As muscle, maybe I don't know. Who knows? It's interesting to see what they do with it, though. Yeah, yeah. There's there's options out there for sure. Um, so we'll see. This bit and swallow. Questioning Parker Boudreau being security a couple weeks ago. I would like to point out. Your NXT breakout tournament winner was uh, security not too long ago as well, between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. So I don't get why everyone got up in arms. It was like, do you people remember that fucking Scarlet was like in the parking lot looking over somebody that was hurt like a couple yeah. weeks before she debuted? Like, yeah. it's it's not that big of a deal, <laughs> you know. Now, if only like, we knew it, where she was now. Yeah, she's probably dead. Uh, so it's announced that Spit and Swallow Warriors versus Io Shirai and Zoe Stark next week, as well as MSK versus Blorkin. And, yep. And Tommaso Ciampa arrives. Ridge Holland's out next, and he has the Kings of NXT with him. Uh, I the use star- the Ridge Holland video that we have to play before his entrance to segue to him standing in the same spot he was for his video. Yeah. Like, nobody else does that shit. That's hokey. The... The way they did it before was really good because they did like a almost like a sepia tone uh, kind of thing for his entrance, and he didn't have the video transition into it because yeah. his music is great, his look is great, but yeah, yeah. that is kind of kind of honky, honky. That is kind hokey. of hokey. <laughs> You're kind of honky. Yes, I am. <laughs> uh, the match starts fast, and both men shove each other around the ring. Ridge grabs Champa and belly to bellies him. They make their way outside, and Champa sends Ridge into the wall, then starts slamming his arm into the ring post. Champa hits a running knee to Ridge, and then it sits on the apron and pats himself on the back, because it's every Champa match. Ridge then runs his fucking head into Champa's dick and sends him into the corner. Uh, we see in the corner that Carmelo Hayes versus Santos Escobar is booked for next week, which should yes. be oh, great. Uh, Holland blasts Champa in the back, and Champa hits a series of corner forearms. Champa hits another big clothesline off the ropes, 
and he goes for the fairy tale ending, but Holland deadlifts him and drops him with an Alabama slammer. Holland goes for the pin, but only gets two. Ciampa starts to fight back, and they start beating on each other. Ciampa then deadlifts Holland on his own and hits the air raid crash, but only gets two. Holland hits a headbutt and goes after Ciampa outside. He drives Tommaso into the barricade. Ciampa avoids the trachel shot? Is that what it's called? Trachel shot? I don't know what they fucking called it, but yeah. What was Uh, was the move again? uh, What did he do physically? He does like a running fucking kick thing. Uh, Yeah, no, I don't know. Uh, I think it's his finisher. Let's see. No, his finisher's Northern Grit. I don't know what the fuck he called it then. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Um, Alright. Where the fuck was I? Hold on. Trampa hits a bunch of knee strikes to the head, and then he hits the uh, Willow's Bell for three. Thank you for the pop-up, McAfee. Uh, <laughs> Don then comes... McAfee, and check him out on SmackDown in a couple weeks. Once he's back. Right. No, go away, McAfee. <laughs> he was uh, noticeably absent, though. I missed him. And then, like, apparently Kevin Owens is getting the Macho Man Randy Savage treatment now, huh? Where yeah, it's like, yeah you, yeah, you got a lot of good years up, but you know what? Go out and do some fucking commentary for us. Yeah. Dune attacks Champa. Before they can continue the assault, MSK arrive and take out Blorkin. Two very obviously piped in MSK chants. Yeah. As, ev- uh, as everyone in the background has their thumbs down. Yeah. Yeah. They don't. They don't like MSK because um, because they're racist. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So the show goes off the air with MSK and Tommaso Champa standing tall. Which is weird because you would think okay. Six-man tag match player, but we but it was the end of the show. Yeah, we know we've got the tag title match next week, so yeah, we're not going to get a six-man tag team match player. That's right. Um, yeah, so good match. I was a little surprised that Ridge Holland got beaten clean here. Um, obviously, to me, that's got to mean we're setting up for something bigger, which would be Champa and Dunn. Um, but it felt like it derailed Holland here a little bit because he'd been sort of building him up to be this big monster of the group, and he's now eating a pinfall in his second match since he came back. Mm-hmm. With no chicanery, just a clean pinfall. It was a little weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um, which, like, yeah, I mean, if... Uh, um, if they have big plans for Ridge, it did seem... And, like, you had outs, but it just was like... So he overcame three fucking people. Right. Or four people. Because, that's right, because they're all back now. Yeah. It's like, you overcame that many people? I, I don't know. Definitely weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, when are they doing the next taping? Because they haven't taped next week's yeah, show yet, have they? They're going back. No, they've taped three weeks in a row. So oh. this is the second week. They, this, they've done a nice job of the spoilers not coming out. Yeah, all I week, saw I was the I didn't see the spoilers one. for this week. Yeah, the first one, and then they kicked those people out, to yep. which everybody went, wait, wait, we got kicked out. By the way, uh, Rampage was taped this week. I haven't seen a fucking spoiler yet, but whatever. Um, 
Oh, I have. Have you? I saw yeah. spoilers for Dark and Dark Elevation. I haven't seen the Rampage spoilers yet. Yeah, they're out there, but nobody gives a shit because it's Rampage. <laughs> but yeah, um, it. Uh, I I feel like, but but you haven't seen a lot of them because those people just get death threats whenever they try to post them. So I don't have a problem with not. Uh, I don't have a problem with WWE saying, "Listen, if you're posting spoilers, we want you to." That like that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, it's their that's, prerogative. It's their product. They can. It's like you people do understand that, like, Wandavision was recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, they would have sued those fucking people. They would have sued those people. They had they had non-disclosure agreements that they signed stuff like that. Like WWE could go that route if they wanted okay. to. Wanda they wanted to turn not filmed in front of an audience. There was staff there. There was no. It wasn't like a sitcom. Parts of it were. Yeah, parts of it were filmed. Well, they did laugh over. tracks and stuff, but it wasn't actual live studio audience. Okay. Not what I but, read, but okay. Sure, I'm not going to fight. Well, I mean, it. I don't know. I, I, but that's, <laughs> I, I watched the show. There were, didn't feel like it was a studio audience situation. But um, in any event, people who attend those shows often have to sign NDAs yeah. to attend those shows. Yeah. So if you don't get people to do that, that's sort of on you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know. but the yeah the the biggest thing is that these wrestling shows they ask they tell the people in attendance you know that you know this is this is a taping don't fucking go blabbing your mouth about the things that you're about to see like you well, you pay sign NDAs or don't have a live crowd I mean that's sort of on the the business right yeah I this has I been going that. on in wrestling for decades now so if you don't want it to happen then you sort of have to use the, well, op- the things that are afforded you well and the the thing that that they did was they it was it was targeted right yeah. it was it was at the people who were paid to be there right to give spoilers right that's, no, that's that's the people that they kicked out were the right. ones that yeah i'm sure i could find people that were there that that i'm, I'm sure that the spoilers are out there somewhere but it was they were specifically like you're working for the Wrestling Observer. You like they paid your ticket to be here so that way you could do spoils. Like you're getting kicked out because you're here with an agenda. You're not a fan, right. yeah. and that and that's the part where I'm like, yes, do that. Kick yeah. those fucking people out because fuck them. Like yeah. you know, the, if you're gonna sit there and get fucking paid to the give Wrestling spoilers, Observer doesn't something. publish AEW spoilers. Weirdly, yeah, they do, they it's don't funny. they don't hire people to to be in those crowds. It's weird. Huh. Yeah. But the, but the other thing too was that dude that uh, that got kicked out for the spoils last time was taking pictures, yeah. which specifically says on the ticket, "Do not fucking take pictures." But he was posting pictures on fucking line of like Rich Holland making his return, so of course they're going to be like, "Motherfucker, we this is something that we actually have in writing on your ticket that says don't fucking do this." Right. So yeah, like I said, I never problem with it because if I'm going to go to 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 an event that I know is going to be taped or whatever like that, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to enjoy it, and then I'll probably fucking talk to you guys about it be like, oh, brother, where this happened. But I'm not going right. to sit there and fucking post on Reddit, like, here's a list of everything that happened, you know? Yeah. But it also was, that dude was also putting a slant to it and being like, and was like, oh, you know, that's the same dude who's like, oh, Nikki Ash is getting fucking booed and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you're a prick. You're just like, you know. So, fuck that guy, again. You know, and of course, Tony Khan being like, yeah, you can come, I'll, I'll give you seats. It's like, yes, you can come to the to the, the live shows, but I guarantee you that they're not going to let that guy be in for the tapings. <laughs> or he's not right. going to do the same shit. Um, 
All right, so you've got five to ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. Maybe you got a really bad taco shits. What's the match that you would go back and watch? This one was a little harder because there were a few I really liked this week. I enjoyed Duke Hudson's match with Kyle. I enjoyed the main event. Um, so I, I don't think you can really go wrong either one of them. I think you'll enjoy both of them. Yeah, I think so. If you want to see a carny shit show, Jessica Mayer's match is is a thing that exists. As well um, as the Logan Paul knockoff. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. Um, yeah, I would say the Duke Hudson one I thought was match of the, match of the week. Yeah. So, I thought it was good. I can't disagree, yeah. Oh, and even <laughs> L.A. Knight and Johnny Gargano was worth a watch, too. Yeah, yeah, my only issue with that was the fuck finish, I don't Yeah, but you still got the Dexter... It, yeah. it was building towards something, so... Yeah, I... I Look, it, it, it served a purpose, is what yeah. I'm saying. But the, but in terms of just like pure, just a wrestling match with not a lot of stakes attached, yeah. Duke Hudson and Kyle O'Reilly did exactly what they did, and we didn't have to do any kind of protected finish or anything of like that. It was just a, let's watch these two guys fucking put on a show. Yeah. So, I liked it. Yeah. All right, I think uh, that'll just about do it for us. So I guess that means we will NXT in next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.